Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And um, I just stole one of my son's ice pops, and he gets so pissed because he he loves them. But I just can't help myself. They're the, you know the rocket ones. Ooh, the red, white, and blue. Oh yeah, like freedom fighters. I like to call yeah. them. Um, but yeah, I have I just pound like three or four, and I'm at a clip. Which is like almost a whole box. Jesus, <laughs> the poor That's kid like comes so much sugar. Night. Daddy, stop eating my, my ice pops. <laughs> That's when you look at him, you say, "You know what? I bought him. Everything's mine." Yeah, I own you. Yeah, I own you. I can. I brought you into this world. I can take you out. I'm eating your freaking pops. God, I feel like I have to wear a pair of like New Balances when I eat the, when I talk to my son like that too. You know what I mean? Like the white New Balances. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Full dad mode. Put your cell phone on your belt. Oh, yeah. Total clip. Total clip. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I don't think I've been this excited for a show in a while. I got to be honest. I'm really pumped. I'm really, really pumped. I mean, there's, it's, it's going to get so, I mean, just so maple syrupy and divisive. Yeah. It's open borders. Yeah. I mean, this is really a, a, I mean, you know, I don't want to tell them this, but I, I like them a lot. I hope they can't hear, you know, I hope, I think they're in the, in the green room. They can't hear this. I like them a lot, but you know what? This is a battle of nations. It is, but they're so nice. They actually battle already wrote us. They already wrote us. Thank you cards for being on a show. That's how polite they are. <laughs> Did you get That's how I, got they are. <laughs> I, I got mine. We have a uh, Ryan Chapman and Luke Penner on the podcast. Two of What's Canadians that? finest. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? I think you guys, uh, what's up, guys? Said that to all the guys. It's a very pleasant yeah. to be here. God, you sound like you're like on a flat bench, ready to bench press 400 pounds, Ryan. I am. I mean, honest. you know, you guys had Leon, and I have to one up that guy. So <laughs> put another plate on. Nice and clear. There you go. Let's go all the way. <laughs> Ryan's the guy saying. at the gym that's bending the barbell, and you're just like, I give up. I'm leaving. <laughs> Cancel yeah, my membership. Have my wife. Game over. Actually, that's yeah. a, that's a true story. Wife. Believe it or not. <laughs> you took somebody's wife at a plane Dude. of fitness. Uh both. No, um, bent the, uh, bent the bar. <laughs> bent the bar and took somebody's wife. I love it. <laughs> guys, guys, how do you think it? How do you think it feels to to put to put Ryan in your airplane and you know thinking what he's going to do to the stick? Oh my God. That's a, Who that's are, a great question. You know, that's a, and that's a hot button issue right now. There's been a couple extras that have uh, had some stick issues and yeah, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's hot lava in an extra. Yeah. That's why I fly Celtica because the, the, like, br- like Luke said, right. The plane's a brute. It's just built to take abuse. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. did that, Ryan, yeah. how'd that whole thing come about with uh, Gullian signing your plane? Take us through that. That cause I would have, uh, gosh, that I didn't even think to do that. That was really smart for you to have him do that. I mean, financially, 
and financially, um, <laughs> 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 and just like goals. <laughs> but yeah, how did that happen? Did you just like walk up to him? Well, Ghoulie and I were chatting on the way back. I think Luke was in the car as well. And we we're just chatting with them. And I figured, you know, I got to sell this plane in the future sometime. So I need to increase the value. Um, yes. So I might as well have them sign it. Um, but no, <laughs> real, real. honestly, I just I just said, you know, how often does, does the Don, you know, how, how often do you get to chat with the guy? So I, oh I went into yeah. uh, where the administration area is and I said, hey, anyone's got a Sharpie? Any color would do, and they happen to have a green one. Which, if you remember, my the color of my airplane oh, perfect. is blue. So I said, "All right, thank you very much." Walked out to Mike and said, "Hey, Mike, not to be a weird guy or anything, but can you sign the tail of my airplane?" And he just did it, um, oh and it was my awesome. God. That is great, what a legend. Yeah, Total yeah. He was legend. like, "You sure you want me yeah, to do how that?" How great is he? Yeah, he's he's amazing. Just a great guy, and and you know, like you guys too, right? He was an inspiration to me growing up. I read his book when I was probably shit early teenager uh, i remember the stodica was on the front page um yeah yeah you know so i was always, he was always a huge influence in, in my life and in my flying career but uh when he said to me he's like you sure you want me to sign the tail i said yeah without a doubt uh, and funny side story because i've got three partners on that airplane i'm like mike just sign it and then after he signs it i, I message them all and say hey is it okay if mike Gullian signs a tail but he had already signed the tail um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone that's when you it. say that's when you say my, my, my hmm. muscles are going to tell you it's okay that he's on the airplane. <laughs> exactly. I will smash all of you. That is awesome. Your plane can can technically now be admitted into the Air and Space Museum. It can. Legendary. For sure. Um, yeah, I hadn't signed the write-up strategically, though, because if the, if the partners weren't cool with it, I could always just paint over it. But I knew they would be. Yeah. Because um, it was the widest no, part. You of could the just plane, so. buy a new tail. Well, I built that one, just that rudder. So it's technically, oh, just take one. it off and build another one. Yeah. It's yeah your, you know, make it bigger. You, you know, it yeah. would have been better, though. <laughs> bigger. I, hate, I hate this. I hate to say it like this, but like if he would have signed it, Mike, and then in quotes, the Don Goulian, that, that would have, I would have just bowed to that airplane mm. at that point. So I'll have to come back and sign it again. Yeah, because <laughs> the Nationals next year, I'll bring it. And he, can, he can add to it. Yeah, we got it. We forgot to take. We were so excited. We bought him a ring. We bought him a pinky ring. You know, a real Godfather ring. And uh, we were so Mark yeah, and I were so excited. Picture, we never got a picture. So it's probably in the trash. He probably was like, <laughs> threw it out. Five <laughs> it's like one of those lollipops. Honestly, things, right? it probably should be in the trash. <laughs> yeah but um so what were you guys doing at nationals like i don't even know the story with you flying like luke you flew lee's 300s and brian you threw it you flew to 300 l like what what how did that like um unfold unfold i can't yeah, talk yeah it was like i mean Unravel. we can speak to it but it was like wife swap but way cooler um <laughs> yeah. So we, we had we had chatted back and forth with some time. I see, I see, I see you've done both. <laughs> <laughs> it is just like that, but cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I think I think Luke said it best. Like giving someone the keys. This episode to airplane, is brought to you by Trojan condoms. <laughs> there you oh, go. <laughs> Full, exactly. Um, I think Luke said it best, right? When you give someone the keys to your plane, it's the ultimate sign of trust. 
Um, so Luke and I have been chatting sure for some time about, you know, he wanted to fly the Stoltica. He's flown Aaron's old Panzel. Uh, he liked that airplane and you want to give the Stoltica a go. And then, you know, I've never flown an extra, flown a bunch of other types. So I was like, you know, I'm going to fly an extra. So um, how it all kind of came together was actually at Nationals where we we're just sitting over dinner. And I said, hey, I might better convince my partners to let you fly the Stoltica if you you let me fly 300L. And then we just, you know, I reached out to them and they said, go for it. And we just did the, did the quick swap, quick briefing and away we went. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I was, I was really impressed with the 300L. I know it gets some shit, but... It's a it's a very solid. Thank airplane. you, thank you. Like, look, it's not a three thirty SC, right, or an MX or anything like that. But um, I think the control harmony and and just the how it flies and how it tracks through the air is just beautiful. Like, I, I really like it. Um, and I, I would assume that most extra products are like that. Um, whereas the Stoltenberg is a little bit different, and we can get into the nuances a little bit later. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how it came together. And um, Luke, I'm not sure if there's anything you want to add to that. Yeah, well, uh, with with Lee, like that was kind of how things started with flying different airplanes. Just you know, to begin with, I reached out to him like a few weeks before nationals, and just I said, you know, I'm I'm in the market for something upgraded after after nationals going into into worlds next year, and I've never flown a 300s. Like, is there any way you let me fly your plane? And I mean, he he didn't even hesitate. He was just so gracious, so kind, so giving, and and he let me fly his airplane. Um, so I could see what the 300S is all about. And then, yeah. And then the, and Ryan came along and that was, that idea started ruminating about flying with Stoddicker. I thought that'd be really cool. And, and then it all really worked out well in the end. Um, I flew, I flew Lee's plane and then literally jumped into Ryan's plane right after that, like five minutes after. So that was, that was that a really so cool, cool evening. That's was cool. really, really cool. And that was, and, and meanwhile, the, the advanced group was preparing for free unknown number two, which we didn't, we were not allowed to fly. So we had the evening off. So we were just flying new and cool airplanes. So it was, it was awesome. Thank God. What do you think of the 300S? It's, I like it, you know, um, uh, it just isn't different enough from my plane, like the 300L. It just isn't yeah. different enough to, to really like having flown the SC, you know, last year, it made such a huge impression on me. Like it felt like such a quantum leap in what yeah. I thought I knew about flying aerobatics. And this just wasn't that like, it was a really nice to fly airplane, really, really enjoyed it, but it just wasn't enough of a jump. It did a few things better, but a lot of it felt very much the same. Um, yeah. So yeah. awesome experience, but, but it, it was really appreciated because it, it kind of helped me, you know, set my course forward is, is in terms of what my next airplane would be and whether that one would be a contender or not. So really appreciate Lee uh, trusting me with that and let me fly his plane. Yeah. He's the man. So the only airplane the that you haven't tried out yet is the, uh, is the MX, right? Uh, Luke. True. That is true. I have never, never had the pleasure. I've just flown I mean, the baby, the baby MX, the, the Giles. Yeah. I would actually, I think it would be cool if you wrote a, um, sorry to, to fill your plate with something, but you've been flying like a lot of the unlimited um, upper advanced single, single hole airplanes. And um, yeah. it would be really cool for you to, to write um, basically, I don't want to say like your journey on like deciding, but like, you know, the pros and cons of each airplane and, and this and that, because, you know, not a lot of people get to do that. And I think that, you know, obviously somebody with a lot of experience, like you have, um it would definitely be uh be really neat to read i would i would love reading about it you know 
Me too. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Um, I'm very lucky in all the types I've flown, and yeah, you, yeah. Know, you, you said it. Why do you like the SC? Why is the SC? I'm just um, curious. <laughs> I'm trying to be unbiased here. Why do I like, why, why do I like, why like why the SC? Like so <laughs> gross. He's not even trying. Um. <laughs> heavy breathing. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> say, say, say it slow Luke say it real slow yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan can you describe it I like your voice better <laughs> so, just start texting me Luke, oh. and I'll start <laughs> yeah right yeah I don't have the, you know, the sweet Kiwi accent I'm sorry um, what do I like so much about the SE I mean I like before I flew for the first time, like I had like 10 years worth of hype that I kind of built up in my mind about it. So, yeah. so when I actually did, so when I actually did fly, it lived up to all that hype. So that was really emotional experience. Like it was just really, it wasn't just flying the airplane. It was just like, it lived up to, to kind of what I dreamt it would be like. Yeah. I, mean, I remember lining up for the runway in, in out in Vancouver, there, flying Christian Baxter's airplane. And I was I had a kind of like a moment I was holding short. I had been clear for takeoff and I just realized like, holy, holy cow, like I'm about to take off at an SC. This is going to happen. And, and then <laughs> from the moment I hit the power, it's just like biggest smile, like, you know, jaw dropped to the floor, just how it accelerated and climbed. And you're just like hanging on, right? Out in the practice area. Yeah. You're just hanging on. It's like a, it's like a rocket, like just no yeah. exaggeration. <laughs> just, just nothing like, like, you know, the, like the 300 L feels like a, like a pickup truck compared to it. It's just, it's just, you can't really believe that. I mean, it's an extra. How can it be such a jump? But it really is. That's incredible. And just, just, you, just, you think about just, how, how much the pits is different from a 300 L, you know, like that's a mm-hmm. leap. And then to see yeah. the L, to the that's crazy. I, I remember talking to Doug Vade about this a while ago, like years ago. And, and I don't know if I totally agree with it, but it'll, it'll kind of give you the idea idea like he said like when you go from um what did he say it's like uh like when yeah, you go I, from I a decathlon when you go from a decathlon to an extra 300 l it's like a certain jump but when you go from the 300 l to an sc it's like that jump again yeah well i don't think it's that you can't that. really you, i'd probably i'd put a pits in there instead, i don't think but. it's maybe that much but it's but it's 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 awfully close yeah, I think yeah. I think the thing with the SC, there's two things that you know I think Luke was was talking about is number one, the thing is so freaking easy to fly, it's a joke. That's what mm-hmm. I remember. It is um, it's very easy. It's like cheat. It's like cheating. And then the yeah. other thing too is um, it's really easy to hurt yourself. Um, you know, with, yes. with negative and, and everything like that because yes. everything is just so powerful. You know, so like, mm-hmm. oh, bite not bite you like in a dangerous way, like on a recovery, but like, you can't just go in there and start, you know, beating yourself. <laughs> Play will just no. murder you. You could, re- you could really <laughs> hurt yourself. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but the only thing I don't like about it was the, a- the SC is the, uh, yeah. it doesn't corner as well as some of the other airplanes. That's the only thing. That's true. That's true. You know, yeah, pounds will so corner like, better. Pounds will corner better. I haven't flown the MX yet, but like the MX will corner better. And like, you know, with these big motors and going so fast, like that helps so much staying in the box. Like you watch Rob fly. It does. 
And mm-hmm. he just flies like, such a tight performance. And and the SCs, you know, can come close, but they they can't match that. There's just no way. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I, I mean, go ahead, Luke. Sorry. No, I was just going to say where they lock and corner and they make up for it in a lot of other ways. But no, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never flown an SC or an MX, but it's, it's very apparent. Um, when you watch, you know, top guys fly it or girls fly it, um, you can see the difference. It's very noticeable. It is. Like, you know, it, it's interesting. You, like, I watched a lot of the videos after nationals just more or less to learn and absorb information, right? And you can see where the differences start to shine. Like if you've got multiple roles on the line, for example, the SC or the MX, it's just does it so cleanly. Like it's very hard uh, for a pits or any other aircraft that's not those type to fly as actually as as those aircraft, and they just track so differently in the sky. It's almost like the way I look at it, and again, this is for someone who hasn't flown those types, but just my observation is it's almost like they're following a line in the sky is how the aircraft tracks. Whereas you watch other aircraft, it's almost like they're following the line, but not quite as cleanly as those aircraft. And I think those were the design, that's where mm. the design differences come into play and how the wing works or how the you know the airframe looks in the sky and, and whatnot. Um, but it's yeah. it's very noticeable. Yeah. Are you you you're gonna be upgrading uh Ryan, you were talking about, right? You were kind of leaning <laughs> leaning more MX, right? Well, it's funny because I sat in Corey's uh, SC. Corey, thank you very much for, for letting me do that. Uh, and I got to be honest, it feels like I was sitting in a vice. Like I could fly advanced in an SC, <laughs> unlimited. It's going to be tough, uh, especially trying to do anything like negative snaps just because I don't have the same yeah. – my, my arm positions, in a, it's in a weird spot. So well, what are your shoulders? Like what kind of jacket do you wear? Like what are you, like a 60 regular? Uh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But um, – because I mean, like I have a hard, I have a hard time like sitting in the SC and I'm I'm pretty broad shouldered and you're like I'm like fat broad shouldered you're muscular broad shouldered <laughs> yeah like I'm 245 250 pounds six three right so it's Jesus uh, I'm, I'm, oh not a, I'm not a small guy um so sitting in there I was like okay I can make this work up to advance but unlimited would be really tough I think yeah um, just being comfortable and then long cross countries would be a bit of a nightmare for me. Uh, and then I sat in Rob's MX. Thanks, Rob, for letting me do that. And I was just blown away. I'm like, this this plane is built for me. I could just, I didn't even have to fly it. I could just feel it. You know you know how you have that kind of moment where you just sit in an airplane, you go, this just feels right. Um, that's how it felt for me. And I always had a suspicion that would be the case. That's exciting. You got to fly one. Yeah, I do. Definitely. I Everybody's fly flying. Too. Everybody's like moving. I mean, Marco's flying uh, Sukhoi now. Um, I guess, well, he's... He flew Hubie, Hubie Tolson's. So it's going to be really interesting how that story unfolds, whether he's going to stay with that or upgrade from the laser into, you know, a um, horizontal opposed engine, you know, like a uh, extra or even an MX. Um, there's just so many different things going on, you know, with that whole team. I mean, everybody, I mean, freaking Lentz borrowed a, a midwing, read the POH, and then got on the advanced team. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm telling you guys, yeah. I don't think he read the POH. <laughs> he didn't. No, he didn't. No, the, the POH reads him. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's the yeah. professor. Guys. He can't, he, he's not the dragon. He's the professor. Like, yeah, it's literally. His I show. like the professor. Yeah. I like that a lot. God. Yeah, no oh, late for class. Man. It's an eclectic, uh, eclectic mix uh, on the advanced <laughs> yeah, team this year. That was funny, Luke. <laughs> 
man. Yeah, like really, um, really diversified. Is that a good word? Yes. Yeah, I think so. It's a very political you know? word. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Thank you. How many syllables was that? It's a that's diversified. Like, um, that's above my average. It's a diversified <laughs> uh, fleet. It's also kind of a diversified pilot group, you know, a little bit in some ways, you know, with uh, Silliberti being a former unlimited team member, now an advanced team member. Um, you have Brett Lincoln, who's yep. the first woman, first woman to be on uh, the advanced team in the history of the IAC. That's great. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, no, ju- so awesome. Jesse, P- no, Jesse Panzer was on the advanced. I thought. I don't think so. I'd have to go back and look. I was talking with uh, Lori Penner about this. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I don't. I don't know that she was on the team. I could. There be was wrong. a girl that flew a G two hundred. Um, went on a team with with Flor when Flor and I had a G two hundred two, and I think Nick Life competed that year. Almost positive. In advanced. Yeah. I could Craig be wrong. On the team. Shoot, yeah. us hate, uh, yeah. shoot us some hate mail. I, I thought I thought Britt was the first in advance. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, I mean, you uh, got four cylinders uh, back on the team. Four cylinders back on the team. That's cool. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be a fun. Gene Nevada is going to be really fun to uh, to see uh, play out. Can't wait for the U.S. Can't wait. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. Fuck it. we're stoked. Like we got, so we're. Go ahead. When does uh when does Canada um start putting out news on their 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 roster? Uh, probably the very next soon. Day. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. Oh my god! Well, can we talk crazy. about can we talk about who the Canadian champion is? Oh, we can. Sure. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just curious if we can talk about it. I I, I I'm I'm just, I was just curious. I'm just curious. I mean. We're amongst we're amongst champions right now, too. Dude, I'm yes. just following Jeff's footsteps. I'm gonna you, be Luke. like Jeff. Just, and I'm following I'm Luke. Gonna, I'm gonna lead you <laughs> right into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what, Luke, yeah. what has that? Ha, what has that been like? You know, um, it's got to be exciting, man. Man, it's awesome. It's uh, it's very exciting. I mean, I've been flying well against these guys. Well, thank you. I've been flying against these guys like Neil Harris and and Jersey Steers um, and all these guys out at the, the club. There, I've been flying against them for years, like five, six years, and we've we've gone back and forth. They beat me, I beat them, but mostly they've been beating me over the years. And uh, so it's it just feels really good to you know I put a lot of practice in this year and to, to see it pay off. It was a challenge. You beat three hundred L too. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're. Yeah, they're flying. Eat them in the station wagon. And, in the station wagon, yeah, and in forest fire smoke. We had a we had a tricky <laughs> contest out there, not brother, but <laughs> but uh, it felt really good. I'm 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 super happy, and uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome. That's really cool. Because Neil, ha- didn't Huge Neil Harris win a contest right before that? Yeah, yeah, he he uh, flew against myself and, and Jersey also, and in my uh my hometown's competition in, in manitoba and like neil beat both of us by like point whatever point one of a percent it was like insanely close but uh yeah but neil beat yeah. both of us uh, and then uh i returned the favor when it counted the most absolutely. are you guys going to yeah. bring a full team to worlds yeah absolutely so you're gonna have eight and two or eight? Just eight. 
And we might, I, I don't know about the auxiliaries that hasn't been decided yet, but like we'll find out in the next couple days. I think you guys are going to turn, turn a lot of heads. I don't, well, not necessarily turn heads because people will see that you're coming, but I think that you're going to uh, make things. No, you're going to be exciting. forced to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's work hard for it, man. 100%. Yeah. I agree with Luke on that one. And I mean, are you guys familiar with how we did our team selection this year and kind of the challenges we have in Canada? I mean, I, no. I know sometimes, yeah, because in, in the U.S., I, I know the tendency is to kind of look at Canada as similar to the U.S., but it's very different in terms of how we're set up geographically. So uh, this year, uh, Luke and I both wanted one contest to be held in Manitoba, but that didn't work out. We, we we lost by a vote. So what happened was we had an East and West Coast contest, and we had uh, three judges that went to both contests to basically to, to score it so we could we could actually get a really good average uh, across the board. So, and the top five scoring pilots would, would be on, on the team and the other three would be up to a jury. And I, I've, from what I've heard and Luke, correct me, I think there's like seven or eight people that are being considered for the other three spots, um, that have not been decided yet, but we'll find out soon who those, who those guys are. That's really but, exciting. Yeah. But the challenge yeah. we have, can we talk is, about the five. Sure. Go for we it. can, we can. Who's, who's on, can yeah. you, can you give us the list? Yeah, so it's myself, Neil Harris, Jersey, Jersey Steers, and uh, it's Ryan Chapman and uh, Christian Baxter. Jesus! Oh, Christian! Jeez, that that's a that's a that's a true list of assassins. I mean, that's a that's a really good team already. I gotta be honest. I mean, nothing against our advanced team, but Jersey and Christian right there, and Luke and freaking you guys pretty well neil's up. been doing it forever gotta, and neil yeah. well i don't really know neil but um yeah, neil's awesome he's yeah. an awesome yeah. we, got, we got a solid team like i'm really happy with god solid. <laughs> you guys might fucking win <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah you <laughs> would have actually uh, i hope that there's some like betting going on can we get arrested if we Dude, did that if we did it let's let's start some betting that would be really fun <laughs> yeah probably look bad <laughs> if we bet Against the U.S., right? <laughs> well, you ha- you hedge your bets, right? Maybe bet on both. You know, yeah. depending on the odds. You know, <laughs> we want to put odds. I just want to go straight up. Yeah, straight up, huh? Yeah, that's. We should think of a. We got to think of something to do for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Are you guys gonna have swag and like shirts and stuff like oh, that to like fundraise for the team? Oh yeah, definitely. Canadian tuxedos and everything. Yeah. Oh my god! Hell yeah, dude! As soon as you guys have that stuff, shoot it, shoot it to us. We'll we'll uh, we'll blast it out. Like, and and absolutely, we'll buy it all. I can't wait. I want to see. I want to see Mark and full denim. Oh god! Yeah, that's a that's a. You got yourself a goddamn deal. Yeah, at the Canadian (laughs) tent at the Worlds, you got yourself a god denim deal. (laughs) God denim deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna be the new slogan. It's gonna be God denim with an exclamation point. I'm all about it. Booted. Can we be honorary members of the team? Like, what could what role could you give us for the Canadian aerobatic team? Fluffer. I've done that, and I'll do it again. <laughs> Dibs on you, fluffing Ryan. You know, that, actually, that, dude, I got an idea. Him, I'm sure. I got an idea. Give me your SC for a season. <laughs> oh, take a take a fucking number. Jeez, X Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke. Luke, wait till you get an SC. The phone will be ringing off the hook. 
Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, You'll have hey, buddy. You never um, know you had. Yeah. Hey, hey man. What's up? How you been? Hey, guy. <laughs> um, I know we really never <laughs> speak, but you wouldn't have to be flying <laughs> your airplane right? for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. You did, sure you did. You did awesome yeah. at nationals. You're awesome. What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, Can't make that one up. That was a good segue. Oh, that was good. Jesus. <laughs> hey, uh, but we're no. So no, seriously, like, because we're gonna come to Mark. We're going to wet. How are we AWAC? Technically, it's WAC. AWAC. We should just call it AWAC because it's easier. WAC. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier yeah. to say. Um, we're gonna go, but I mean, we are obviously U.S. citizens, but. I kind of want to hang with the Canadians. I'm just, I'm just being honest. We want you there. We want both of you there. <sighs> I can't wait. Maybe I'll get it. Yeah. Can I get a work visa? I'm ready to maybe? kick it. Dude, we're going to have like a Tim Hortons, like, you know, kiosk. Like, it's going to be good. You should bring a, a Tim Hortons freaking food truck down. That would be so baller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I man. will. Um, I got to send you guys the link, though, for um, the Printify thing that we did. Um, where it's like print on demand, so you guys don't have to like put out any money because that usually what happens is like you end up like spending all this money and you end up breaking even because like not not all the shit sells or like you, anytime you have it around mm-hmm. you and like your friends there, you're like, oh yeah, just take a shirt, man. Like because you're not gonna take ten bucks for your friend, kind of you know whatever. Right. And right. um, but you do this printify on demand, and you just give them a QR code or just the website a link, and they buy it right there, oh, and okay. you know. That's what we do with uh, Mark. We did it with the FCS stuff, right? Yep, Printful. It's great. Do they ship yeah. to Canada? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We could ship to uh, freaking. We have people buy stuff from uh, Abu Dhabi, Australia. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, like, um, that's the best good. way to do Sounds it because I have so much shit still from the. Because uh, I in the beginning with the advanced team that never was. Um, I ended up buying all this shit and just like ended up giving away like most of it, you know, because like I feel weird being like, hey, can I have five bucks for that sticker? It's like, this, this, this sticker. Big three. <laughs> that had to suck, Jeff. I have to be honest. Like, you guys yeah. do all this work and then you don't end up competing. That That's really, really shitty. Well, really it sucked. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a year of like all this work, it was two years and yeah. or like oh. a year and a half whatever so like we got to be oh. like a really super tight team and we were a good team um and i wouldn't say i don't think we would have blew everybody out of the water but it was up i think it was our contest to lose at that point yeah you know and we had gosh, we, gotta talk, we gotta talk about this we had um not only an amazing team but rob and i've said this many times the guy is a great coach like he is maybe not as good of a coach as an aerobatic pilot because he's just that sick of but like he's maybe he is i don't know i mean he 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 was uh he taught everybody a lot of things and you know he has an ability to to teach i think that's what makes a good coach is like when you can teach people differently and you know you would see him working mm-hmm. with one teammate and you'd be like oh that's different than what he was explaining to me to do but it's working and mm-hmm. gosh and you know we just heard that um and you know it's it's gosh we can go down the rabbit hole with with how coaches are selected and and the structure of 
national teams and yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, Rob's not the coach this year. Um, and he got, I guess the team voted to go a different direction. And it just sucks because you gotta, I, I just think it not necessarily wasn't the right decision, but I don't think it was a good decision because the guy's just getting his feet, you know, in the traction. You got a feel for the team. He didn't skip a beat. You know, he was there at every training camp. Um, whatever, he was a whatever big he said proponent of pushing do. everybody to go too. Like when, so like when I don't get you it. Know, you were started to bow out. You like, you know, as as members of the advanced team were, were kind of dropping out of of flying, you know, bringing their planes out or renting the airplanes um, to fly there. Rob was we like, waited, like gung ho, ready out. to go. Oh, he would yeah. have No, he was like to the end. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, if somebody is the coach for the first year and did a great, I don't know what he did wrong. Um, I, I think he did a great job. He may not have done anything. And you got to, you got to bring the guy. I feel like not nothing's owed to anybody, but like to me, it's an, it's, and it's nothing against whoever they selected. I have, you know, um, this is, has nothing to do with that person. I'm just talking about like establishing, you know, a, a U.S. advanced team and and giving a giving somebody who obviously has the skills and ability to, to coach um, a fair shot and enough time to to prove himself. And I just maybe that's I, I hate to sound like a little little wimp here, but I, I don't think he was given a fair shot. I got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is I don't think Rob needs to prove anything because he's he's proved. I mean, it's Rob, right? Like the guys well proved out um it's interesting because i i don't know how you guys do your coach selection uh that's something we're discussing right now but is it based on what like what's the criteria or like can they can the coaches come to the team with different options because i guess uh, again i have no visibility in this i don't know how they decided it but it's like it could they could be looking at the total package of what what the other coach brings versus rob and i mean i'll be honest like Rob's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Like I, I saw him fly, you know, everyone talks about halo and shit, right? Like I was on the judging line with Spanky and uh, Silverti and, you know, we're actually the, the, the group that had zero Rob for that roller. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll happily admit that. Um, but it was warranted. I'm sure Rob <laughs> totally fine with that, but he flew it fucking beautifully. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there is a difference in Rob's flying compared to the others. Like I, I it's the first time I've ever, I've ever seen all those guys flying unlimited and it, it stood out to me like Rob is that much further ahead in the airplane in terms of where to put the plane, what, how to fly the maneuvers, all of yeah. that. So I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised too that the advanced team wouldn't go in that direction, but I don't have all the information, so I can't really make an assessment. And plus it's, it's a SIVA competition, so experience, I think, pays off. Yes. And um, Yeah, Rob has got a ton well, of it. Yeah, so, you know... So the way to answer your question, Ryan, the way that the process goes is um, you get this this rule book and, you know, you make the advanced team and they give you this book and there's nothing in it. Um, <laughs> so there is no there's no structure. So you kind of have to like just add, you ad lib everything. So what I did. So whoever wins um, gets to dictate, which I don't. Uh, again, that's another story. But what I did is I had a conference call with everybody and. I think there were some emails before that. And to me, you know, the US, we had a great team and I think we had a chance at winning. And I 
thought it would be a great idea to show up there with a fresh face, um, fresh coach. And, um, you know, Rob was, Rob was on the docket. He, I, I picked Rob to, to be the coach. Um, there might've been somebody else. I, I can't think of offhand, but to me, he was really the only one I really, really wanted. And, um, and I wanted AJ as assistant, um, but AJ's workload and everything like that. He just, um, it just wasn't going to work for him. But um, yeah, so we, we talked about it and everybody kind of said their piece about it and we voted on it and a majority rule. And that's exactly what the team this year uh, did. And um, I believe it was like, I, I forget the vote, but yeah, it, it was voted in uh, not in Rob's favor. Um, and you kind of like guess by looking at the, uh, the team, because there's people that train with Rob and there's people that don't. Um, and that, not to say that they don't like Rob at all. I'm just saying that like you, you kind of figure um, how it went. But, um, you know, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, why, I, I wonder why, I mean, Mark, should we say who the coach is? Yeah, sure. I don't think, I don't think it's everybody so knows. Jim, yeah. Jim Burke's the, the advanced coach. Um, congrats, man. That's awesome. And I think he'll do a good job. But what you know what I was just thinking too is um why couldn't they both be like co-head coaches? Imagine that. Like you got that would have been amazing. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, I mean, I think Jim's gonna be he'll be a great coach too. Um yeah. I, I guess there's there's gotta be some other external aspects to it that come into play as well, right? Because there, there's no going back to my original comment, there's no no way you can deny that Rob's so tried and true and proven consistently yeah. and he's got the experience he's been coached by coco for so long like there's a lot i think he's comes... the best aerobatic pilot in the world i, I really think he's the i best would agree with, i would agree with that uh, like i think the french fly amazing uh we actually luke and i had a good goat material yeah luke and i had a good chat with uh olivier too like he's, he's an amazing um i you know here's yeah. my perspective here's my perspective like, uh, like taking aerobatics off the table for a second like you know i have a sporting background and my whole philosophy with these things is what matters more than anything is the culture of the team, right? Even though we're aerobatic pilots and we go and compete individually at a oh, time, yeah. there is still a team aspect because that team dynamic can either build you or break you down. And there has to be that, that synergy and that, that collaboration in the team. And the coach is a, is a huge part of that as well in terms of making yeah. sure that dynamic is well-balanced. And I, I don't know why, what the reasons were um i'm trying to think through it just being an outsider but um yeah it's, it's kind of hard to ignore the the pedigree that, that rob comes from and i mean jim's also yeah. an amazing pilot too so it's not i mean of... do you guys it's a kind of a cool question to ask you guys because you deal with it more than i do so you know in the winter time we you know typically like four months out of the year i can't i don't fly it's just cold um uh, I know you guys are rolling cold, your eyes what's that? Colder out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, um, so yeah, so you guys don't fly, I would say, uh, say conservatively five months out of the year, acro, four, seven, five months, months. From, seven months That's for me. Cause I operate off a grass strip. Yeah. So like how much yeah. of the sport, you know, when you, when you see like U S competitors and, in, in the Southern, uh, part of the, uh, U S that, you know, fly year round, um, does that just prove it to you more that it's, it's such a, more of a, a mental sport, you know, obviously you need to get, you know, 
time in the airplane and flying and, and this and that. But do you think that there's a lot of wasted gas through the tank in the uh, the Southern Hemisphere uh, compared to like, you know, where we are, where you are? 100%. I, I, so I, I don't know what you think, Luke, but there is a performance yeah, I agree. and it starts to drop. Like, I actually look forward to the winters because it gives me time to just get some mental clarity and step away from it. You yeah, know, reignite and, it, reignite yeah, it. Same for me, same for yeah. me. Yep, reignite it in the spring. I think and you kind of see it. Like we we've seen it with a few people, you know, where you can you can you can see that they have flown their ass off all year, and it they they. I don't know that they come off tired, but it, it, they 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 are burnt, you know. And yeah, you see a lot of other countries, yeah. a lot of other teams. They just simply don't fly like that ever. That that mentality of. And that is such a maybe that is a, a real American mentality of it's just like you know you train if you train the hardest and work the hardest you'll be the best and I, I don't know I, I don't know that that works well in this sport like no. other physical sports I don't I don't think it works well I, I yeah I, I'm not at the level you guys are but it, just as an outsider looking in I, I've seen a few well, kind of like really what I'm getting at out. with like with like a coach and I'm not saying Jim isn't a good coach I just you know, you have nothing, there's no baseline or at least not public baseline. So like, you know, to me, you know, a coach it not, doesn't necessarily have to be the best aerobatic pilot in the world. You know, it just so happens that Rob is, is an incredible pilot, mm-hmm. but um, you know, a coach really is, I don't want to say like a psychologist, but like he really has to know how to gauge everybody's personality and, and know when somebody's ready to go and, and how to get them, motivated and focused and everybody is everybody is completely different every single person is is operates different and you have to like adapt your yeah and i could you know i think jim definitely has some strengths in that area i think he's a fantastic communicator so i think he's going to be able to get something out of out of the pilots that you know maybe rob just wouldn't so i think yeah i don't think it is a given i don't think it is a given you know like he's an amazing pilot but being a coach is a totally different thing you know, yeah. yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think it's really interesting itself going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Flyability in and of itself is not necessarily what a great coach not to be in be all end all. No. Yeah. No. You yeah. think about too, like who's on the team. Right. And that those personalities have to meld with the coach and like, what's the best combination? Mm-hmm. Cause the coach has to be ext- incredibly flexible because the pilots won't be, you know? Well, and that's, um, and that's mm-hmm. the issue with, with, I don't I know it's an issue in the US and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I can tell is like, you know, typically a pilot in the US is, you know, you have to be somewhat successful and you know, when you owning your own airplane. So unless you come from an athletic background where you've you've had coaches growing up and you understand the dynamic that that exists from coach to player, you know, most people that that don't have that experience don't understand, you know, the the authority of, of a coach. And like to me, like you know, I have my own airplane, but like, that doesn't mean I get to dictate how I train when I'm, when I'm at a camp or whatever like that. So like, I've always said that of like Rob Holland was like, get in the bathroom and scrub a toilet and it'll make your snap rolls better. I'll be in the bathroom scrubbing the toilets, <laughs> you know? And so you kind of give yourself attitude to, to, the, to the process. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to like commit and, and trust, I guess you know, that, that whole thing. And, and I think that's one of the faults of, yep. of the U S that a lot of people don't, don't really understand what the coaches, the coach is not responsible for, you know, making your maneuvers that much better. And maybe you can help here or there, but you're on, you're on a national team. Like you shouldn't be worried about how to hit a snap roll. Like that's not, that's not mm-hmm. what the coach is going to be there for. He's there to 
maybe help with positioning and and you know how yeah. to put together and you know and and get yeah. you ready mentally you know this is not like training to yeah. fix my verticals <laughs> well and it's, it's getting yeah. you ready for a team dynamic i mean you know a lot of these pilots is like if, if it's your first time on the team and even if it's not your first time on the team i would imagine a coach has to really create a cohesive nature to 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 get everybody to to be used to a team environment get into the team environment and compete as a team as as individual as the sport is especially at, at the higher end levels obviously you know you're trying to fly your best all the time but it, you're now kind of uh um, you're part of something bigger than just yourself yeah. going to a contest. And, and I would imagine a coach probably has to really thread that needle and, and a good coach will probably bring that team. I mean, I, I would imagine bring that team closer together and maybe yeah. that's what they're going and for. Then, maybe, maybe the people on this team, that's, that's why you vote, right? You know, it's not, and it's not anything against Rob. I mean, it could just be simply that, that the members of the team maybe either want to try something new or they see Jim's approach and say, you know what? Um, this is something that maybe we want to, I say risk risk is the wrong word, but chance, maybe, uh, maybe chance is a better word, uh, mm -hmm. chance on, on, on bringing him on as the coach for, for this year and, and seeing how it works for 2023. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, uh, be interesting. How many coaches are you guys considering? I think we're looking at three or so three right now we're, we're considering. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So it gives people like a, yeah, yeah. You know, a good palate. Yeah, it's something we're we're, oh. we're definitely thinking about, and uh, I think there's more discussion. And how are you gonna have. how are you gonna vote on it? We don't know yet. So that's um, a really that's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> I mean, I have some ideas how it should be done. Yeah, and, like if I could best I think, best I think, uh, maple I think syrup we're gonna... candy recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna find out tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, my, my, my hope is that, I mean, the best way to do it is have every team member interview the coaches, potential coaches. And then based on those interactions, you're going to kind of know how people feel generally. I think that's a, that's a more of an agnostic way to do it, I think. But yeah, like Luke said, we'll find out more information tomorrow. I mean, do the, I was do gonna... the coaches, do they petition like, uh, Jeff, this is a good question for you for the U S team, but I would be curious for, um, for the Canadian side as well. Like, uh, do these coaches almost um, uh, interview for the position in terms of like, hey, here's yeah. what I can bring to the team. Here's what 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 I can do. Here's my strengths. This is why I'd be a good yes. coach. This is why you should pick yep. me. Almost campaigning in a way. Exactly. Yep. I've received uh, a couple like, you know, like um, yeah, resumes almost you call them. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, I mean, I was going to make a, a little bit of a joke talk about having like a debate. And it's kind of not a bad idea because they can stand up there. I mean, it's probably never happened, but you have three coaches standing up there and you have the team in front of them. And it's like, you just fire away questions like, all right, like, how are you planning on handling training camps? Like, if this happens, mm -hmm. how would you handle this? Um, or something like that. But like, I think that like, you know, it's a little bit of work for them, but if they put together like, I don't know, um, you know, a, a resume, call it, or a description, job description of how they would you know um run the team you know which is what they'd be doing um and then you, everybody would and then you guys can just collaborate and just it's at that point it's a pro con list and who's ever going to have the most pros is going to get the job yeah i think my thoughts are like 
when it comes to having a coach, again, this is just my opinion and it could be way off, but what's, what's more important is, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. It was going to be really good too. Uh, I, I think it was <laughs> but no, it's along the lines of like that. It's not really the coach coaching the pilots. It's actually the other way around. If that makes sense, it's like the pilots. Um, the pilots really have to put aside their ego, put us or their ego, put aside mm-hmm. uh, any issues, any hangups, all that shit, and just be just an open book. Like the old saying, it sounds very cliche, but it's like you know the the teacher will show when the student is ready and it really comes down to the students uh at the end of the day and the students in this case are the pilots the pilots have to be yeah. open to to learning and changing and adapting and and then the coach really comes to, to you know shows up for the task at that point um i think that's kind of the the key piece to this um but like for, for canada specifically going back to my kind of earlier comment around that some of the challenges is uh, our, you know there's like five major cities in, in canada and we're so far apart like to travel for me to go to where luke is if you go along the lakes it's it's you got to prepare like if if something goes wrong you're gonna be able to survive for a week like it's it's you're in full survival mode like it's not like flying through the states with this airport every 10 15 miles you're literally in the middle of nowhere uh it's probably worse flying through uh, around the lakes or in the mountains it's probably worse than than flying over the ocean to be honest um yeah because you'll go missing and there's only one highway going through canada and if you're two miles away from it no one's gonna find you um, so it's so that's yeah. a challenge that we have to think through we have a very unique situation so then we have to be strategic about training camps and and how that's conducted and do we need to split them up or do we need to periodically have them throughout the year in the states or whatever the the, the idea is like we have we, there's just a lot more to think about uh for us um but I, I think more importantly well most importantly is like can the team get along and how well can we work together as a unit and I think based on that, it's going to determine how the coach will be with us. Because if we can all work as one team and, and collaborate, talk and talk through things, work, figure things out, you know, one guy goes flying, can we can we really like have that synergy going and then also have a beer at the end of the day? I think that's really what's going to set us apart. And I think that puts us in a really favorable position going into wars next year. So there's um there's a lot to it, I think, for for us in particular. But um but yeah, needless to say, like I think we're we're pretty optimistic about going at this 100. percent Yeah, great timing too with like having an NG in Nevada. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Luke, are you um, <laughs> are you close to uh, finding a single seat airplane? <laughs> yeah, Luke, what's going on there? <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> uh, how's that are you going? guys looking for uh are you guys looking for an fcs exclusive we are um, looking for an fcs exclusive it doesn't have to be too exclusive but are you able to afford the dollar menu at all <laughs> <laughs> you have any money left <laughs> <laughs> no i don't um oh well, boy well I'll tell you guys, I mean, I'm sitting in a hotel room in Pennsylvania right now. There's only one reason why I would be doing that. Where in Pennsylvania are you? Oh, where am I? Williamsport. Where is that? It's the it's the uh, birthplace of Little League, apparently. Is that like oh, East NBA? A... We might be like three hours away by drive. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, East Northeast. Well, well, Jeff, I'll tell you this morning I was in New Jersey. 
Oh my God. You, you're just a glutton for punishment. He, <laughs> so <laughs> Mr. Penner didn't come visit you. And then I saw that, uh, Ryan, uh, Robert Dumovic went and, and tried to buy a PSL off you and you were nowhere to be found. So everybody's yeah, coming yeah. everybody's yeah, near that. you and not, not actually finding that. you. I'm okay. I'll be okay. Nobody's got to come visit. He's sitting at home. He's on his gold <laughs> toilet. Just, just living large. Yeah. That's it. Just living large. <laughs> Everything is PSL in my house. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm oh, so you, I'm done. You're in. So you went to Jersey yesterday. yesterday? I went to New Jersey yesterday. Landed there yesterday. Um, might have looked at an airplane. Um, is it yellow or red? Might have left with that. Might have left with that airplane. Um, well, how about this, guys? How about I shoot you a photo on our little oh my God. special private chat? Just, are you on, ready for let it? Let me close my blind. I got to close my I'm blinds because so something's going to happen. It's going to be a pattern <laughs> pattern in my pleats. Let me get my pants are on. Are you guys ready to Are you guys ready to see the nicest stalker you've ever seen? Oh, God. I'm so ready. Don't, don't toy with my emotions. <laughs> This would be a great time okay, to not send comes. us this picture <laughs> and send us the, oh God. Okay, here it comes. So this is what I spent my morning oh, doing. Here we go. I didn't open it yet. Should I, Mark, did you open it yet? Oh, yes, I did. Oh my God, that's a beautiful airplane. <sighs> Dude, congratulations. Congratulations. We're not going to tell anybody Thank what it is because we want to we want them to wait. <laughs> Actually, yeah, don't post it. Let them hear the episode. And then it's uh, an 0320 S1T. Your... It's a one off. <laughs> yeah, it's a one off. A certain builder Dang. built one of these. I love yeah, that. Piece. I saw the way the pit. I, I saw the way the pits' wings were flapping at Nationals. I'm like, I got to get one of those. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that, but we have to so so do you want to tell the world what you bought? Okay, well this is as hot off the press as it's going to get. This morning I got finally after You a have long the keys that it lasted. I have the keys in my hands. Okay. Yeah. you missed that. He's I'm, flying dude, home. Dude. I, I'm flying it. I'm like, I'm like 10% of the way home. Oh my um, God. You're like, let me get yeah. this out of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea, man. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. So this morning I, I, uh, after almost a year, um, going back and forth, I finally got the keys to a 330 SC. And it is Woo! a classy 330 SC. Very it's probably the class. Thank it's you. the classiest SC in the world. I think. I Honestly, gotta be honest. That's a very classy SC. I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's a very classy paint job. I kind of heard the story about it, and yeah, the guy who it was commissioned it, he, Ryan STA, he was, right? He was. Is he? Uh, he's also from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, but he, didn't he base that scheme off yeah. of Ryan and STA or something? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, it's freaking gorgeous. Oh, beautiful that airplane. Plane. Yeah, and thank what you. Motors in that. Does it, does it have the uh it's a 580 thunderbolt yeah god it is and it's got a hard soul you are yeah. just you know yeah, what good <laughs> good not happen to a better person i can't yeah. even be mad <laughs> oh well, thank you 
Thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I would be mad anyway, but <laughs> oh, that's really cool. How do you like the heart soul? I mean, I've just been flying straight level with it so far, so I can't really report too much on it. But to let me get it home and let me do a, hopefully a little bit of acro with it before the snow comes, which is you know maybe a week or two away, and hopefully I can get. Some so you bought it. Uh, you bought it just in time to park it. Just in time to park it. Yep. It's, I'll be lucky if I fly it uh, like a week. Yeah. It's perfect timing because Luke's got to uh, pick up a second job right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't, a winter job. Tell me about it. Shoveling, <laughs> shoveling driveways. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only person shoveling driveways that has a 330 SC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, my corner, God. That's yeah. so pretty but good. It's, it's <laughs> it's, it's fine actually the, the timing will be good because it'll take uh it'll take some time to import it into the country i'll, I'll canadianize it so that'll take you know probably a couple months so it, it's just as well awesome yeah awesome is it well you got you only flew it once it, any i was going to ask you any difference but it's just we'll ask you that in uh next year or something after you get some time in it yeah yeah but that thing is actually yeah, i have funny, exactly funny. Funny story about that airplane is that airplane is actually responsible for me being on the news for uh, noise. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> yeah, that, that airplane is so fucking loud. We did a training camp here on Long Island uh, with um, with uh, Linda Morrissey, and you know, there's not a lot of places to fly. And I didn't think mm-hmm. that the person that was flying it was going to have to fly it full bore in advance, but they did. So it's 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 a, it's a 580 yeah it's a 580 Thunderbolt with the Sky Dynamics exhaust you know it's and the a three blade prop. and the thing it's was just like echoing off every building and house and I'm like this is it I, I knew it before all like the drama came in with that and and the news and everything like I'm like this I'm I'm done there the people are going to be calling the police at this point and uh it's loud it's, <laughs> it's a loud airplane <laughs> that is for sure oh good i look i look forward to the future noise complaints yeah i'm actually getting a four blade you are are you yeah i'm going to yeah i'm going to a four. i just gotta wait for a good uh use one to come up on the market he's um, buying dunphy's if he sells it i mean dunphy's yeah. talking about getting a, a 260 uh centimeter um we're 270 i forget i've oh, no uh, sorry 205 198's the mt on it um but yeah i need to get the four blade um it's just I, i'm just surrounded by you you see how it is over here luke <laughs> i mean leaving jersey yeah yeah it's, it's not even that bad it's nuts man <laughs> yeah yeah i look i look over my shoulder and i saw manhattan behind me i'm like oh my goodness where am i <laughs> it's funny when people come down here to do like a little bit of practice like every once in a while i'm like all right like typically the southwest airlines come on this this airway over here so if you're ever going vertical look to your left <laughs> before you do anything <laughs> just it's clear the track. they're like what <laughs> just in case it's good transponder off no. yeah they typically yeah. go here but sometimes yes. they cut the corner and if you're not squawking they it's might good. come come over here <laughs> oh my word oh, so, my yeah word. it's a little tough <laughs> I had that one, so I was going vertical, and there was a 37 flying over, and I could see him. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to turn transponder off. Yeah. <laughs> straight for his belly. <laughs> oh, that make target disappeared. Executive it must, decision uh, must here. Must have been a phantom. <laughs> must have been birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. 
I don't know. Somebody told me that the you could just say, oh, I, I had a Dodge a drone. Right? Well, that's, that's a good a way to do it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's a drone? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what those things are. So, Luke, what's what's the plan now? Are you is the plan unlimited next year? The plan, yeah. So once the airplane's imported and it's Canadianized, like I'll start flying it. Like you know, in our winters are super long, but like usually there's a few days or weekends and maybe late Feb or or March where it's it's warm enough, it's above freezing, I can do some flying. So yeah, like I'd like to start practicing unlimited, and then yeah, but you totally have heat, it, you have heat in the three hundred L. I do. Yeah, it's but a, it doesn't do anything, Jeff. It's completely oh, okay. 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 It's, it's a, I didn't know. It's meant for it's meant for an Alana Guile winter. Like that's that's what it's meant for. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Like a go on. Like a North <laughs> North Florida winter. That's what it's meant for. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you should see how I'm dressed to do this ferry play at home. Like, yeah, I got long johns and whatnot. It's gonna be cold. Electric suit. Um, yeah, so I'd like to I'd like to fly unlimited, IC unlimited, and just kind of use that as a springboard to to get get me ready for SEVA advance. And I mean, my goal has been unlimited for a long time now, so I've been just dying to to fly, you know, the, the sequences now in a plane that I can, that is meant to do it. Um, so if it goes reasonably well, I might fly a regional contest and, and limited just to kind of have fun with that, and and then. And then, yeah, as soon as the AWAC is over, then the next year it'll be it'll be only limited from there on out. I love it. Who are you training with? Nice. I already know. It's so weird asking questions as like a, a host or whatever when you know the answers and you have to like make it sound like you don't know. <laughs> I am training with my good friend, Aaron, Aaron McCartan. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been with him? Well, I well, I met him my very first contest that I ever flew back in 2016 in Nebraska. That's when I met him and, and right away I gravitated towards him. And I remember being so nervous out of my mind, like the night before the, you know, we're going to fly the known and I had no idea what I was doing. And he just happened to be at the same hotel as me. And he, he saw that I was, you know, visibly nervous and he just, he gave me a really great pep talk. And ever since then, we've been, we've been, we've been good friends and, but like uh, taking over as coach, I mean, I, I worked with Tom Adams for years after that until Tom passed away, and then so then shortly after that, then Aaron, he was my he's my guy. So it's been it's been a few years now. Yeah, Ryan, uh, are you training with anybody? Uh, no, I don't have a coach. Um, so the way I typically approach it um, is I coach some other guys that my partners at Fly Sportsman. And then I have them look for very specific things. Um, they've been pretty good. It's just a matter of like getting up to the standard where they can identify what I'm looking for. Um, that's yeah. been my approach. Um, so it's more like critique than anything else and just picking up pieces of the the figures. Um, at the Midland contest with the Eastern Canadian Championships, uh, Andy was competing. Andy Owen, uh, as you know. Oh, my God. Is he going to be on the team? No, unfortunately, Andy is not. He just sold his pits, actually. His pits, uh, he's actually flying down to Michigan, I think, yesterday or today. Um, So it's now out of the country, unfortunately. But he is, Ah. because he's moving out of East and and, and whatnot. He's got family obligations. So um, he's going to take a break from the advanced acro stuff and then uh, fly sportsman and his dad's Buka. So that's that's great. He is a phenomenal pilot. He is. uh, And you know what? He's a fucking awesome guy. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, when we're at the Midland contest, you know, he's coming to me and he's like, uh, I said, dude, just tell me what you see. And he's, he's critiquing me as we're doing the contest. Um, like I beat him uh-huh. on the known, he beat me on the unknown. So it's, it, you know, but we're so, we're so close together and, um, yeah, just a, just an awesome guy. And what, what my hope is, and, and Andy, if you're listening, I hope you don't mind me saying this. I'm, I'm trying to get him and, and his dad to coach me more consistently going into the worlds next year, just because they're pretty local to me. They're about mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes from where I fly. So I'm hoping that's going to be the case. And then, uh, whoever the team coaches, um, they can either come to me or I can go to them and, and get, get the necessary coaching ahead of the worlds. So, oh, um, yeah, really sounds your story. Yeah. I don't really have a coach right now. Can I, I wonder who's going to be. Go ahead. Um, can, can Aaron be a team coach for the Canadian team? Anyone can be. Anybody. Anyone can, can be. be. Yep. Okay. Yep. Can Mark and I submit our resumes? Go for it. You can. You can. <laughs> consider everybody. Oh, I give I give really good uh, Messenheimer reviews for coaching. It's good. Yeah. Shit. It looked like a loop. It's a loop de loop. That's that's Mark. That's bad. Mark is really good at pairing wines for the after flying events. Hey, hey, that's no important. We need a we need a psalm for our, our team, familiar. There, so there, there, there I Mark, am. Mark, you're hired. Mark, there you go, Mark. You the only aerobatic team with a sommelier on the team. Hey, you're the way that the French team. Yeah, I mean, come on. No. How, how can the French team not have one? Well, I don't they know. Don't. They're, they're not really French. It's actually part. Actually, maybe they don't need one because each pilot is like qualified on their own. It's like. The coach asked him, you know, like, so what wine would you pair with this sequence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sequence feels a little earthy. Kind of tastes like garden hose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go with the Merlot. <laughs> uh, to be honest, but but to be honest, guys, we're probably the team to do it with. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be funny. Yeah, we need a Mark and I need a spot on your team. Yes, I don't know what it was. Absolutely. You know, but I wonder who's going to be the warm because I haven't heard anything from the U.S. um, as far as warm up pilots. And I mean, it's so early on. I get that. But I wonder who's going to be the the warm up gig. I mean, you guys should definitely submit somebody because it's a submission. It's not like the SIVA or whatever. They just get to pick. I mean, you're allowed to submit. So even like getting Andy like just a little tuned up in one of the airplanes or somebody who knows like mm-hmm. how to like come back with wind. I mean, that could be huge because then they f- fly your, it's three, it's going to be three unknowns that you're going to have to fly and they get to fly your unknown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys have already thought about this with my kidding, but actually, I haven't. Um, that's actually a good call out. Um, yeah. I think I w- that's not a bad strategy actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got it. Another American on the team as a moral <laughs> pilot. <laughs> or ask Rob. I hear Rob's free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> boom. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, um, oh, what should we call it? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to ask Ryan. So, right, like, which when you're going to go train next spring, Ryan, are you going to just print out a bunch of unknowns? Are you going to do figures? Or are you guys pretty much waiting on 
uh, finalizing the coach position and then just going to be like, all right, coach, like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, what's, what the real plan is at this point, but I mean, my typical approach is like, I just focus on the basics, uh, really. Like I just want to get the roll rolls, right. The snaps, right. Just the lines, right. The, the Humpty's right. Like all the, the, the base elements of the figure is typically my approach. And then I start putting things together. Um, and that's, that's worked pretty well. Um, I think, you know, looking back on nationals, a few things I probably would have changed. Uh, it was interesting when I, when I, I botched the spin and the non, which put me back a few points. Um, and I didn't practice. Oh yeah. We need, we need to bring that up. We need to talk about that, Ryan, because it involves <laughs> protesting and these guys. Love oh, protesting, yeah. So we, yeah. So, yes. I did protest. I was the first one to protest. The fucking Canadian, eh? Just bang, protesting. <laughs> <laughs> And I learned that through you guys. So I was like, I got to do it. <laughs> um, no, what happened was I didn't like when I went in to do my practice, I usually practice different entries and, and different elements of, of the sequence, but I don't practice the whole sequence uh, mainly because I just want to get my orientation right. Like, especially like rolls on the vertical, right. That can really screw you up in a new environment. So, but what I didn't do was an inverted spin. So when I did the inverted spin and the known, I wasn't really looking, uh, sorry, not looking, but I, I got, distracted for like a like point two of a second and i realized i was late on the recovery and that threw me off because as you know like the mark is on the ground and you got the runways and the taxiways that threw me off a little bit um and i should have practiced that so that was a mistake on my part so there was a lot of like, I seem to throw a lot of people off yeah yeah which is interesting because uh, uh, the entire year and i've done spins in uh, multiple different different places that's one thing i never screwed up the whole year which is kind of interesting so you know and I, I don't really get like nervous per se i know everyone's different um it's more like i just got like slightly distracted for a split second um but um but yeah that like things like that and and then i got a hard zero uh, on that second figure and i landed and i i had gopro footage and i also had um the judges video right and I'm like, hard. I'm looking at the scores on hard zero. No, that's not a hard zero. It has to be more than nine degrees or more. I'm like, it wasn't 90 degrees. So then I showed Luke the video. I'm like, Luke, what do you think? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, you got a case. I said, like, yeah, I think so too. And then I showed Carol. Um, she's a judge in Canada, very experienced judge. I said, what do you think? She's like, oh, I don't know. It might be a hard zero. I said, I don't think so. It's clearly not 90 degrees. Shut up, so Carol. Went- it's <laughs> 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 not Carol. So- it gets better. So I go, I go, I go to Monique. I said, I want to protest. How do I protest? She gives me the form. And he says, yeah, but you have to get 50 bucks. And I didn't have 50 bucks American on me. So I went to Carol. Hey, Carol, can I borrow 50 bucks? <laughs> so I get 50 bucks from her. I file the protest. It's like two and a half days of deliberation. And I met with uh, was like Dick Buckingham. And I forget the other two guys. And I was chatting to them. And they're like, you know, you got to kind of trust the judge's opinion on this. I said, guys, I get it. But there's a lot of subjectivity and then based on how the rule book's written we can use all video resourcing and i just checked with jim burke he said it's fine too i just want to make sure like this is scored appropriately like i know it's going to be a lower score i get that but every point matters especially when the scores are so tight like they are at the nationals right and it should be scored appropriately sure if it's if it's score score it low but like if it's not a hard zero i wouldn't want it to be exactly because I, I can make it up right and that's what kind of ended up happening so i um 
had the conversation they 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 didn't really want to take on the case per se or that's the feeling i got and i'm not i don't have any bad blood or bad feelings about it whatsoever but in the end they did recognize you're right it wasn't more than 90 degrees and they gave me a low score which is exactly what i was hoping for so the system worked uh but it just took two and a half days to get through it what a pain nice what a pain I well, the power. what else yeah that's it that's it you got to um <laughs> what, what i mean overall what do you guys think of this year's nationals loved it dude it's incredible like my first, na- it's my first nationals ever yeah it, it was awesome would recommend like, <clears throat> like Me too. we're not just pumping the tires here like we we really think it's amazing and i think I learned a lot going to U.S. Nationals that want to incorporate now local contests, like how they run so efficiently. Like you've got so many pilots, so many con- uh, compet- uh, categories, and so many things going from a logistics standpoint. That it was insane efficient. how efficient it was. Exactly right. So yep. you know, I'm thinking about our yep. contest. We want to be more efficient with certain things and and whatnot. So it was a great learning opportunity for me. And yeah, it was honestly like Luke said, ten out of ten, hands down. That's awesome. However, I will say, like I listened to the last week's podcast. I agree with you guys. I think there needs to be more going on throughout the day because um, there is a lot of downtime. Yeah, we're working it's pretty, on that. It's pretty. It's a. It's kind of. Um, there's a real lull on the flight line side of the um, of nationals, and what I mean, like obviously, there's planes coming in and out of the ramp. People are pushing in and out. You see the groups of people. There's obviously more people there than the judges line, but. Honestly, from from commentating, whether it was us commentating or somebody else commentating, there's filming, there's the judges line, the judges are pausing to review. There's there's it's kind of um, I mean, it was a lot of work, but the time really passed quickly on that side. Not to say that that's what needs to happen on the other side, but I, I remember spending some time on the on the ramp, like when we're waiting to go over and it's just like, OK, you like see somebody on the grass, like laying down and somebody else is pushing an airplane out. and. Oh, there comes United Express and their CRJ landing. And all right, I guess I'll get an elk burger or something now. And uh, well, we literally did that. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally yeah. all there is to do, you know? Um, yeah. And then you go inside, you go inside the, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the best way to describe it is or, or what, what its name is, but like the operations area where everybody's at. It's kind of like going into the DMV on, you know, five minutes before closing. It's just like <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of sterile. Everybody's kind of doing their thing. You know, yeah, and there's only so it. many times you can wander the hangar and Yeah, yeah. You you do one you do once you get a day to see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a pits again. Oh, there's a three. There are a couple three thirty SCs. Okay, cool. I saw them yeah, yesterday. I, mean, I think they need to like put you guys on the line for certain types of categories, and then have you in the pits with the rest of us, like so you can actually go around and interview different pilots i think that just creates that's what i'd love much to do more, yeah much more human element yeah the whole thing we'll send yeah. i did a layout yeah. i didn't even send it to mark yet but i put together i gotta send it to you know send it to the higher ups you know the pollards to uh, approve but uh basically like remember <laughs> it's tough for our listeners because they don't really know the spot but basically uh real quick that spot outside the hangar that you can get only that you walk through those double doors and you're kind of facing the runway and it was like half, half concrete half grass we yeah. kind of wanted to like yep. set up shop there and then a base of broadcast. operations right there would be incredible yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. then not necessarily broadcast through iac um 
but do it through FCS and not to like, so we could say like shit cock balls and all that <laughs> shit, but like, you're, 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 you're going to say those things though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, just to, just to have a little bit more, um, cause something, you know, when you record for five hours, like we did, like, you know, you want people to stay and listen. So sometimes you get a little bit in the rabbit hole and, um, you know, somebody like David Martin will fucking roll up and, you know, like that's a once in a, I wouldn't say a lifetime, but like, I've probably count on five, it's a on one hand, how many times I'm going to yeah. How many times I'm going to meet this guy. So like, yeah, we talked about like his old extra two thirty, and, you know, and what airplane he like loved flying and the cap. And there was some arresty going on that people could see, you know, they could see the person flying. But, you know, mute, I guess mute us at that point if, if we're distracting. But, like, it can't just be like, all right, 45 up, half roll. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like five hours of that. Like, it's just like people are going to mute us anyway yeah. if we do that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you got the same sequence flying over and over again. Like, it, it doesn't get any more exciting. Like, it's not like, yeah, you know, it's not like you're, you're spiraling out of control and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. You know, it's not, it's not an air <laughs> show, right? No. Yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, totally. And yeah, I, I think there has to be that. And maybe it's you know you guys doing it off your own channel like FCS to 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 actually talk about it because that's you know there's a third party independence element to it as well that I think people gravitate towards versus it being a little bit more sterile, which not a lot of people want. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually sending sending you guys a picture of the diet. Mark didn't even see this yet. Of course, make and I think it'd be first. fun to get more entertainment. Like there, there could easily be. It doesn't have to be live music during the day, but have music playing. Have have some kind of fun things going on, and then at night, there, there should be one night where there is an insane blowout in the hangar, like a hangar party or outside where live music, catered food, you know, open bar for people that want it, and just have. I know the banquet is kind of like that at the end, I guess but not really, but there should be, there should be uh, more ways to keep it, um, to keep people together and to uh, keep some entertainment in or bring some entertainment in. Yeah. You made an interesting, on that, you but. guys made an interesting observation last week. Like there is, there is a, there is an element of kind of cliqueiness, right. And that, and that I'm not saying that with any disdain. I'm just saying like, it's obvious that there's that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I think having those types of events really forces, uh, force is not the right word, but at least brokers the opportunity to have, you know, meet new people and and whatnot. I mean, we're, yeah, you got to keep everybody guys. So you got to keep everybody together. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. There you go. But I, I will say one thing though. Like, um, I was really impressed with Jim Burke. He like he came up to us specifically. I don't know he went to everyone, but he's like, you know, I want to check how the Canadians are doing, and I thought that was actually a really cool thing. Um, because it, yeah, it, it Jim's a, really Jim's cool. a real um. He he really one thing that really I mean there's a lot of things that really impressed me about him. I think I, I like Jim a lot, but he really, yeah. you can tell, he really tries to observe somebody else's experience for his own mm-hmm. understanding. If there's no bias yeah. in what he does when it when it comes to um him observing somebody somebody else or something else. I, I really I, I really admire that about him. Nice, brilliant guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 like I'll say, I have been a member of IAC for a long time, and I would say he's the right guy for you at, for the IAC, hands yeah. down. 
I think it proved it this year. You know, you had, you know, uh, we haven't really gotten a whole lot into it, but, you know, we've talked about it in kind of quiet circles. And I know everybody has their chat groups and and there's two sides of the coin um, as to how you feel about this. But last year's nationals really sent a fissure in between, uh, you know, two camps, uh, if you will. And some of those people didn't show up this year. And I think um, I hate I hate to say it. I think we already said it maybe last week, but I'll say it again. I don't think those people were missed, you know, like uh, because the drama was was there was no drama. There just was no drama this year. And you just have no, to wonder exactly. if those were kind of related, you know, like the people that were causing drama last year that caused drama at the fall board meeting that were raising a stink um, have been those types of people that maybe have done that in the past uh, for for years or even decades, because some of them are really, really longstanding members. But then they don't show up this year. And honestly, this was a huge nationals. Uh, if you want to just mm-hmm. blame it on the fact that uh, WAC is in Gene, Nevada, as as a as a means to the numbers being higher, fine. But let's face it, you know, everybody said that that this was going to be a, a, a worse nationals, lower attendance. It was going to be poorly attended. Uh, wasn't going to be the great thing that that everybody thought it was going to be from the changes from the fall board meeting. And I I think not only was it, I mean that just was proved unequivocally wrong. I think it was. I think uh, universal. Better yeah, I think sometimes people think their opinion is bigger than the mission, right? Like, oh yeah, and it's, it's not the case. Like, everyone loves to talking about aerobatic like, pilot egos. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I, mean, I don't have the details. Like, it's interesting you guys kind of say that because I mean, I'm not. I I didn't see that. That's but that's just that's because I'm not really plugged in like you guys are. Um, but you know, I think based on my experience this year and, and maybe it was different but speaking with a lot of people who went there last year it, it seemed like it was still really a great contest um and i think sometimes i think it was yeah yeah and, I and, and, and you know i heard that too yeah and this is this is not a crack at you guys by any means it's not um but i think sometimes uh, and we, we've seen this a lot even outside of acro like sometimes messages start to get propagated and people start to snowball on things and, and things start oh, to totally. much bigger than it needs to be. Well, and it's like, chill. You know, like, and I we propagated like, that. We propagated that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we did. I, I think I, we I, did. I, 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 I'll tell you why. So I was a little I, bit emotional about it. I, I was too. And I, and I think, I think the reason why is it just, you know, when you're, when you realize how hard people work to, achieves something just as small something as small as going to nationals with the ability to make a team you know if you're if you're coming uh on a team selection year and 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 you've worked your ass off to get there everybody works their ass off all year long but you you know you really can i mean i think even even people that just show up the nationals know who really worked their ass off to get there if whether it was them or not you can tell who worked their ass off right um and to see kind of I don't know, just buffoonery. I don't know how else to describe it. Kind of affect some of those pilots. It, it. I mean, I'm not a hothead, but I, I will fully admit, like you started hearing the stuff with AJ and Britt, and you're just like, this is this is amateur hour bullshit, guys. Like, what, what, why are we doing this? Why? Well, there's got to be a better way, you know. And then you kind of hear about some of the other stuff, and then you then you add into the clickiness, and you start thinking about who's doing the protesting or who's doing the complaining, and and how it relates to the clicks. And you start to kind of draw this picture and, and I will admit maybe it is unfounded and unfair because I wasn't there. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe think, we did. I don't think you guys were the issue though. Like, 
if I can be like objective on this, because I've listened, I've like I said to you at nationals, like I've, I've listened to your podcast like probably four or five times over because yeah. I have two hour drive to the airport and two hour drive back. So every time I'm listening to keep myself awake, <laughs> doesn't sound very okay. safe, but that's what I'm doing. No, but I think I think the issue is like, yeah, you're right. Like, okay, AJ, like I, I actually didn't get a chance to meet AJ one or two, but just things, you know, how things go. Mark, Mark got to meet AJ. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> how was yes, that experience, Mark? <laughs> you can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I get it. Look, luckily, I can. I'm, I can actually, but I, I remember also hurting very bad the next day. <laughs> All right. Well, then I have to meet AJ. Uh, <laughs> oh, I heard about this. Hope you like Jameson. Uh, yeah, I don't care anything. Um, no, but like, you know, AJ got, you know, DQ'd for his flight and and Britt got DQ'd because she crossed the dead prop line. Like, yes, both those things shouldn't have happened. That's 100% clear to everyone, even them. Um but I think sometimes, and what I, this is just from my own experience when I protested, right? Like the protests, the system's there for a reason. And when I protested, there's a window of opportunity for people to start taking the information they have, which is somewhat limited and start spiraling out of control. And it's not you guys, it's not more or less like the community. And then that starts to create a narrative that propagates through social media, which makes things seem much bigger than they actually are. But what we didn't take into consideration was the fact that there is a deliberation period where people have to consider the facts. And I would say unequivocally, like generally speaking, they're probably going to come back to a reasonable conclusion on what should happen to those pilots. And I think the issue wasn't necessarily what had happened or what the result was, but more or less the time period between those two, two moments, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And we probably didn't give we didn't give it the justice it deserved in that time period either. But then you you watch kind of well, I don't think anybody can made because it was such a unique decision. It was such a unique circumstance that will never happen again. Yeah, AJ's case was real was really unique. Truly, it is unique. weird. Yeah, it was for sure because it had nothing to do with this flight. Yeah, right? or safety on the ground. It was more like it was an airmanship thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was F. And he knows he uh, fucked up. Aim related. Or FAR yeah. related, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we know, and that's kind of know, the thing. Other people, other people fucked up at this nationals too, right? But you know, it's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Ryan? You want to talk about that? <laughs> well, I got the border to protect me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we. Let me tell you about that. I I I don't even want to talk about that because I'd be worried to talk about that, and then the AJ thing and Brit thing. I had no problem talking about. Which goes to show you, and the one that I'm afraid to talk about, not afraid to, but like I feel like is not a good idea to talk about. Um, didn't get anything, no protests or anything like that, from what I understand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm <laughs> put, picking up what you're putting down. Um, I mean, the one thing I'll say though, like, because I, I know, and you know, again, coming into to the U.S. Nationals cold, like I didn't know anyone except Luke, um, and that was it, really. Um, so. There's a lot of great people. Like I, I had a, such an amazing time, and the contest is phenomenal. Like I'll, I'll be coming back every year. But that's awesome. I think, How I long think did just, it take you to get there? Uh, yeah. Well, I was lucky because usually I'm always battling ahead when going west. Um, so it took. So I went to Iowa for a, for a day with with Aaron and Luke um, before going to national. So it was only maybe four and a half hours of total flight time from Toronto to 
to Iowa and then and then down to Salina was 2010. Um, nice. But I think I think like I'll, I'll say it, and I know some people might disagree with me, but I think Justin Hickson got a fucking bad rap. Um, he's a solid guy. Like I was, I Batman? I gotta I gotta say it. Like he was awesome. Um, he actually helped me out, and I didn't even ask him to. He just kind of came to me, and he he he, you know you know how we talk about like this is a community, and we're, we're there to help each other. He is an example yeah. of that based on my experience at US National. So I just want I just want to call that out. Yeah, that's cool. Now, we like Justin. Um, and it was, you know, that whole situation that you're talking about with, what was that 2021? Were we talking about the, the nationals, yeah. the protest of nationals? Um, yeah. I think he was just in a weird position. I mean, it's, I think it's very fair to say that there was two groups of, of pilots that attended that nationals, you know, and kind of saw it when the protests we're all going down. And I think he was just in a weird position to be honest. That's, that's that he didn't want to be in. If I had, uh, I don't know if, is that, am I uh, making sense here, Mark? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I now mean we, you guys, we you like guys Justin. know that like, I mean, there was like eight people that saw what happened and they all pushed him to the front to make him, you know, yeah. file the process. Like, so, yeah, and that's a little bit like that's he was a little like a bit where my sacrificial lamb almost. He was a yeah. sacrificial wasn't he safe, lamb. Wasn't he the safety? Totally director? not fair. He was a safety. Well, he was. Uh, well, there you go. He was assistant CD. Yeah, they, they, exactly. There, there you go. Right. Like that's an official yeah. path to to rectifying an issue. I, I think yeah. we were harder on him than than we could have been, and I think people were probably harder on him than than um, they should have been, but. It, uh, I also look, I mean, I, I come from, from, or come to it from the other angle as well. Like I, I, why are we, why are we going out of our way to protest people that do that a little bit? That's what I don't get. It's just, there's, there's a divide and, and it's apparent at nationals, but it wasn't really there this year. And there's just, I mean, look, you could, you've been going to nationals. So like you kind of, and I, I don't, I haven't been going to nationals that many, many years to be honest, but like, you know, there's, it's, there's clicks. You know, and there's usually mm-hmm. like a West Coast click. There's an East Coast kind of click. Well, there's not really an East Coast yeah. click. There's a West Coast click. There's a Southeast click, and there's a Midwest click. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's a Canadian. Canadians. Can't everybody just get along? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's our job. Hey, man, we tried. We tried doing some diplomacy with Marco, and we just got shot right down. So I don't know, fucking Marco, man. Like you know, we we we. <laughs> and, like, go go. and the fucking guy gets all like paranoid and upset about it and it's like dude just relax and then i mean i bring the guy like i smuggle in mars bars for the guys so 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 and he in your he rectum he by the way off. he gives yeah. us a middle finger as he taxis by I'm like what a guy yeah we're like we're like waving to him and he's like oh fuck canada and we're like typical american that's very impolite yeah uh, everyone that's flying not nice. very impolite <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I gave him six miles well, bars because when I saw he flew Rob's MX, I was like, oh, how many miles bars would it take to fly Rob's MX? And then yeah. I, and he's like six for each cylinder. I said, okay, got it. And so I bought him six miles bars and I taped them in such a way that it looks like illegal drugs, like contraband coming into the country. Oh no, it looked, like a, it looked like a suicide bomb. Yeah, it, it <laughs> that. one or the other. I, you can take it however you want, but... <laughs> 
But I was like, well, come on, Marco. And Somebody then, was dying. <laughs> I know. And then before he left, like Luke and I tagged his airplane pretty good uh, with Canadian. Good, bags, he did. So. He's not even American. Marco's not even American. No, he's not. No, no he's, he is. he's conveniently citizen. American. He's Irish. Yes. He doesn't even want to admit it. <laughs> oh. um, remember on the podcast? He's, his no, passport says Ireland, right? He's like, well, that's like London. I'm like, no, that says Ireland on it. You're right. You know, <laughs> what you tell them is like, you know, the UK is a great place, except for the people from UK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh my god! About Australians, they love it. Oh god, I love Lee. <laughs> we got to get Lee back on the podcast. And what that guy he's did great. for Nationals was like mean. incredible. Absolutely, Dude, he's incredible. awesome. I actually hit him up. His production like, value is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's his, awesome. his production it's it's incredible. He's like the Rob Holland of production. Yeah, don't you notice like his videos just tell a story, even though there's no word being said. I know. have to get all philosophical it's... and emotional, but like, no, it's he true. Does such a good job. Well, you know what it does? It brings an emotion to the sport that like you don't often see or feel. You know, which it's there. Like this stuff is so cool, and there is such a romance to aviation in general. Not to be cliche, but like there is a that beautiful things are happening. You know. And this little airport, I say little because it is in Salina, Kansas, you know, one week out of the year. And it's like, it's cool to see that captured, you know, the community captured, the airplanes captured, the pilots. It's, it's really cool. I, I thought, I, man, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. What I think it does is like for anyone who's on the outside looking in, it really makes the sport seem really interesting and engaging Yeah, and just amazing to be part of. Yeah. Which we all know, like Confidence Chakra, like we love it, but any outside look in is going to be like the same thing over and over again. So anyone who's coming to this cold or new who has any sort of aviation experience, it, it kind of pumps you up. Like it just, it just brings that excitement to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, you know, when you watch the flying, like from video, from ground perspective, after a couple of flights, it's boring to every, at least to me. And I think it's boring to a lot of people. And, um, um, or relatively boring. Um, but when Lee was doing like those ground, like I think like um, for nationals, like a pipe dream would be, you know, just going around with like a really nice camera like Lee uses and, you know, pilot interviews and just like going to the different airplanes and getting people's stories and kind of over dramatizing like what's going on. Like with the top, you know, you go to the top three people and it's like, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you, how are you feeling? Like, are you all, like, are you mentally like ready to like go kick some ass? Or do you think you can win this? Like, do you think you're better than him or her, you know, and just, and creating like a dynamic like that, where there is a story, you know, cause they're in advance. I mean, Dunphy really crushed it. Um, but you know, there's a, um, there was a battle for the, you know, Galloway didn't make the team. He's an alternate. You know, so there's a story. I mean, it's an unlimited competitor and he flies lights out. He's a great, great pilot. So like, and there's you guys from Canada flying all the way to freak down here. You know, there's the joke with Ghoulie and signing your plane. Like those are all like, that's all material. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's interesting to anybody. You don't have to be involved in aerobatics to, to be able to engage in no, that. No, not at all. You know? Yeah. And I think, um, I think for some people, they look at, they, they look at uh, aerobatic pilots as almost like, it's kind of unreachable to them at first. And th yeah. this is something I'm like, I know Luke's huge on this too. Like in Ontario, if someone says to me, what would it take to go for a flight in your airplane? Like, cause we have a two seat firebolt. I'm like, dude, let's put the gas in. Let's go. 
right? Like yeah. that's just like I want people to feel like they have access to it because you know what it's like. Like as soon as they get for that first flight, it's a hook and they just get into it. And the big thing we promote like in our local chapter is just like let's just be more accessible. Let's be open to people coming in and and whether you're a pilot competitor, uh, sorry, a pilot or a volunteer or an aspirational competitor or whatever your goal is, like it has to be abundantly clear that this is available to you and there are at different access points. It's not always linear. It's not always like, hey, you know, you can come in, you're going to get access to an airplane. Volunteering has, has a lot of value too, especially if you can get beyond the judges line, seeing how yeah. the sausage is made, so to speak, right? And, and, um, anytime you can get out there and talk about it promote it it's just it's just a good thing yeah and especially like coming with it's like worlds and everything like that like getting like you know like after the first flight like getting a coach and to sit down for like a a two minute um you know interview i hate using that word so much um and just getting like perspective and like how is your strategy going to change now and like did you expect the russians to be like there's just so many ways you could take this to, to make it interesting um and um that's kind of why we want to do our own thing next year if we're allowed because like the in-flight footage like that that's a must you know obviously for video review and for people that just want to watch the flying but like you know we kind of we don't want to we want to try to engage a lot of people and 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 gain more of a base and and show people like the more fun aspect of of um, of the sport and and nationals and stuff like that you know yeah, that, that's, you know, that's something we're trying to do in Canada. Like Luke and I talked about a lot uh, at the U.S. Nationals, like what can we take from here or what can we do differently in Canada? And I, and I, I think there's, that stuff's so, so important. But let me, let me ask you a question. So if why wouldn't you be allowed to do that as FCS? Um, well, I don't know like if, if we're... If you pay a competitive we're... fee, you're technically allowed to be there, right? There, can yeah, I, but we, can we, I, we would need like a Can I walk this out a little bit? Yeah. Also, um, you know, this is the second year of the FCS title belt. And oh god, yeah. For as much as that has been warmly received, and to to that end, I will say the vast majority of feedback we've gotten from that last year and this year has been overwhelmingly positive. Like really, really generally greatly received. And maybe greatly received by like people that you wouldn't maybe necessarily find it amazing um, or, or reaching out to say how amazing that is, which is really cool. Cause it was super fun to do. And it's just such a fun thing, you know, it is um, awesome. especially for sportsmen. Like that's perfect. It's cool. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, um, that's where you're going to so grow. Cool. I will say that, that finding somebody to present it officially this year was really hard. And there were people that uh, are high up in the food chain that just flat out thought it was ridiculous and flat out refused to have it be a part of, you know, which is, I, I understand that it's not an IAC award. It's, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a part of the award ceremony, but it's just like, yeah, this is a, a, another good argument to, to kind of segue into just, uh, boom, about just primary be, having a primary champion. You know, I, I think there should be a primary champion. That's me personally, but why not give as much recognition as we can to everybody? Um, but that being said, you know, FCS is, it's an off color. Obviously it's fly cool shit. You know, it, we couldn't even really say the name of the podcast on the feed. It, it, we're trying to keep oh. it clean. So mm -hmm. there's that element of it. And then there's a, 
you know, an image that the ISC wants to project, which I, I won't argue with it. Like it's not up to me to drive the image of the, of the ISC. That's, that's to those that are in charge. They get to choose that stuff, which is why they're in charge. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there, there might be not some pushback, but uh, I don't, I just don't know. Cause you know, you look at the years of the ISC and just getting them to get to a place where people could even come look at what's going on. It has been kind of a tough road. Everything gets construed as an air show. It doesn't want to be an entertainment event. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I've said for years that I think the ISC has an identity crisis problem because it, it does great with contests, but um, I think it could do more in terms of generating money. I think, it, I think, I think if you pivoted slightly, this is a whole other podcast and a whole other topic of conversation, but if there were some slight pivots, you could get enough money to fund the unlimited and the advanced team fully, which they should be. Um, you could get a lot of money to do other things within the sport, which there should be. Um, and I think, well, didn't I think the that Canadian is, nationals, global... you guys got Red Bull, right? Uh, well, I have a connection at Red Bull Canada and, and, uh, I asked them if they would come and so they sent some of the Red Bull girls out and they had their own car there and they gave like, I don't know, like hundreds of drinks away. And, um, That's fucking awesome. so I don't know if it was, yeah, I know it was really cool. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a few Red Bull athletes in Canada that are that are friends of mine, so, so they kind of help facilitate that. Yeah, yeah, we, Mark we, and I, we, right, Mark, we, we were talking about that. Like that would yeah. that would have been awesome to get a nationals. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be Red Bull, but something, you know, and a few things like that. Hey, you know, it brings you know, I need to awareness. rant about something. And I need to rant about something at nationals. Oh, dude, do, do tell. I haven't, I, I haven't. I haven't been negative enough. I need to. <laughs> here we go here we go you're too canadian knuckles no, are cracking i feel like we're turning you know luke into a real red-blooded american here <laughs> let, let me tell you let me tell you the way it should be i'll, I'll tell you what <laughs> listen boy i'll tell you what <laughs> no, no 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 real talk the u.s nationals needs to upgrade their snack game yes okay no yes. joke but the snack game is abysmal on the judges' line. I, I I couldn't agree more. I I think both sides. I mean, having that one food truck thing is one thing, but uh, there needs to be. It needs to be. You need to be not wine and dine, but absolutely should have access to a ton so, of stuff. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm I'm getting a little too carried away, but yeah, like there needs no, to be well, more options. Healthy. Yeah, I don't options. think you. I don't think you are. No, you're right. Like you're, you're definitely right. Like I, I, I was on the judges' line. And I'm looking around, going, "Huh?" Because our, our little regional contest we had, you know, four weeks ago, it was. I was like, "This is this is way better." Like we had sandwiches. I think there should be catered food. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I honestly yeah. think there should be catered food. I, I don't. It's I funny don't, because I mean, like yeah. you look at, you look at EAA and Oshkosh and the amount of like, effort and and how good of a job they do, and like if we could just have a fraction of a fraction of what of what they're oh doing my goodness. Oh. <laughs> you know yeah. it's like uh, crazy and like there's yeah, so many sponsors like that would do that would sponsor a lunch you know or whatever yeah, they're, they're out there I mean, and even like, if there's i'm not, sure like you know i bet you canada would have i mean like that whatever canada sorry mark whatever canada chapter was there i bet you guys would have sponsored a lunch sure like, we're, like that's we're easy to do open, we're always open to it like yeah Oh, Flight Show would have done it. Yeah, like you know that that's yeah. that's no brainer. 
Christ, yeah. what did and we I spend on the belt? We spent like five hundred dollars on the belt. Like, we'll people like will that. spend money on this shit. Like, it's not well, like, and and like any volunteer, you know, especially I, I say especially the judges. I, I'll I'll rec- I'll retract that. Any any volunteer, you know, you're a hardworking volunteer. Whether it's a boundary, whether it's you know uh, on the start line, whatever it is, whatever it is. Unless you're, you know, Mike Goulin, don't give it, don't give Mike Goulin or Rob Holland any food when they do the boundary, but like any volunteer <laughs> should be, they should be fed three square a day when they're volunteering mm-hmm. for free. There, there's no, and yeah. it shouldn't be like, here's a cliff bar every nine hours. Like, you know, these volunteers put long hours in, <laughs> everybody that's there is putting long hours in the judges, dude, all freaking oh, day. Word. There should absolutely dude. be food all the time brought in and time. whether it's yep. order a bunch yep. of pizzas. Order a bunch of Subway sandwiches, something. Subway, yeah. You Dude, know, something. Subway is great. You actually Subway like in the Subway. U.S. is way better, by the way. Is it, really? it is. I agree. Yeah, we, we had Subway a lot. Luke way and I better. were like, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was better. It was different. Even what the, the hell are they serving up there? What, how could it be better? <laughs> oh, fuck. They the the menu is totally different. Yeah, the menu is different. Yeah. Oh, really? Moose, yeah, it's moose sandwiches? It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Luke. But like, try to stuck bill platypus six inch. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Australian, but yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, duck bill platypus is up there, isn't it? No, platypus isn't that is like a, a river? No, it's endemic to Australia. <laughs> oh God! Oh my word! <laughs> oh Jeffy! Don't act like you knew that, Mark. <laughs> I knew that, but yeah, the um. <laughs> Yeah, the sandwich is def- definitely better, and, and the customer service was, was better than what we get here. Everyone's kind of nice yeah. here, but it's like very like neutral. Um, Interesting. What, what I was going to say is, so so just on the F- FCS thing. Actually, I was going to say something else, but I won't, I won't say it because it was, it was kind of hilarious. But I don't want to put anyone out. Eastern um, Australian, including Tasmania. You're right, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. T- t- I'll tell you something about Tasmanians. Right, like that's where they. That's like the south of, of Australia. Like that's where cousins marry each other. Um, Lee, Lee knows what I'm talking about. We need to get you and Leon. We need to get you and Leon. Yeah, on the show together. Yeah, you gotta understand the differences <laughs> between Kiwis and Australians. There's big difference. Oh my word! The clash. The clash. Yeah, exactly. Right. Be a bloodbath. <laughs> so in the FCS belt, who who was the one who actually presented it? If you can I, I was told who no i was i was told who and i i can't remember because we were both not there um yeah i just can't remember but i so, I, I was told that it that it that you know it several people were asked and a few were like absolutely not under any circumstance you know <laughs> which kind of goes to show you the culture of and i'm not I, it's what's funny is i'm i'm a little um i i I can feel both sides and see both sides of the coin on this. It's not, it's not an IAC trophy. You know, the IAC spends a lot of money, time and effort to make trophies and, and medals and um, plaques and, and what have you. And they deserve to get to present those to people that actually win things uh, based on the IAC's criteria for categories and winning. Um, so I understand if the IAC doesn't want to present it. I just well, think we, we originally just kind of did a it. we didn't even ask to be on the awards part. We just wanted to like give it out like no. on the ramp. And then they were like, yeah. oh, we'll do it at the awards. We're like, great. Yeah. Thank you. Last year. The, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was their idea. And then this year it was like, it just seemed to be a little bit different of a, of, of a feeling. And I feel like that's a bit of a microcosm for um, maybe 
the culture a little bit, right? So I wonder, I wonder how much levity we would get commentating um, through FCS at nationals. Like, I wonder if, you know, obviously they could just say no, you know, yeah, and not I let mean, us. If you guys present um, it, then it's it's different, right? Like it's like if you guys had a booth yeah. or something like where you're, you know, you're, you're talking and whatnot, like you, you could actually do it there. There, like you can yeah. come to you and then announce it, and then you know you're probably gonna get more people seeing that than I mean, no, no offense, but like then the IAC is probably gonna get in terms of publishing across social media just because of the nature of your podcast and and obviously aerobatic pilots on Facebook too, right? So yeah, yeah. and like we that. we really we honestly don't want to do like any brand damage to the IAC. No, and like, well, you're no. not though. Like, th- th- okay, let me ask. I'm you just saying, like, like being gonna, on their thing. Yeah, uh, like this is this might be controversial, but I'll, I'll just I'll just say it because I, I think it's a very and we're in. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just I'll just say <laughs> it. I'll, I'll ask the question: What is one common theme that you see within aerobatics across North America? Like one common theme? Uh, oh, attendance. Boy. Okay. Um, commentary. Uh, boring. No events. Um, nothing after the flying. Um, what else? God, Mark, you want to uh, chime in here? <laughs> general, general disorganization, and I say that in the nicest way possible because I know everybody works super hard, but there is a level of chaos, you know. Like with all events, due like, there, respect, there is, there is a little bit of a little bit of chaos. It's a little bit of everybody's frenetic. You know, you notice, you notice the the, the CDs and the assistant CDs. They're a little frenetic. Little the energy's a little high. It's a little freaky. Uh, things are happening. They're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. That's not uncommon it's, to it's see. Very, it's old guard. Is that what you're yeah, going to okay. say, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's where that's kind of where I'm going. Like it's, um, it is old guard. It's a lack of diversity, mm-hmm. is what it is. And yeah, you know, when you have a lack of Agree with almost that. like the younger generation has to be like thankful just to be there. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I, I think I think it's it was it, a pay and dues. It's, it's a combination uh, right? idea like, to it. I, I don't want to be like talking about ageism or racism or anything like that. But I, I think, you know, when you look at kind of the new age, there is a, a, the, the, like this is a social media digital age, right? Like we're talking about digital natives and, and that spreads across so many different demographics. And I think where the IAC, and this is not just IAC, this is also, you know, across the globe, there is, there is a, a specific demographic that tends to gravitate towards the sport. And I think when you have that, you, you tend to have different, you, you tend to have very similar thinking. Um, and, th- and this is not, you know, I'm speaking from like a business side too. Like you see this in business a lot too. And I think sometimes you, you, you have to, you know, open up to new ideas and, and change in order to innovate and keep up with the times. Even if you don't like agree some, with it. What's that? Yeah. Even if you don't agree with it. Exactly. Because th- the end of the day, like, we no matter what we think or what we think should be you know it should be a certain way we don't have control of that unfortunately the world controls that which is controlled by people in the masses and and we have to be more open-minded to that shift and unfortunately that comes with change that's hard and sometimes it's perceived as hard sometimes it's not and to me like the whole idea of the scf uh, fcs but if i can fucking say it right the whole mm-hmm. idea of that is it actually opens up a new conversation and that's what you need because like we have this this challenge 
yeah, that's even the challenge we have in Canada is like, okay, what's the average age of, age of an aerobatic pilot? It's like 40 to 50, right? Where is where, what happens in 10 to 15 years from now? Like, look at flying yeah, schools. the growth, right? Flying schools, right? Like, they're not being taught to fly tail wheel, which means they're not going to be flying aerobatics, which means they're not going to be flying anything close to what we fly. So, that it's naturally they dying. are my flight school, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Luke's flight school for sure, right? Like, Luke is kind of the exception to the rule in that in that regard. Um, but it's it's the it's the exception, not the rule. And I think when you right. have what's going on it, it it actually forces people out of the sport versus embracing the fact that there is change and we want to bring in more people from different backgrounds to the sport if that makes sense yeah and Absolutely. that's kind of that's kind of where we went with with the title belt it's because we wanted to give them something that was physically there to bring back to the school and then like when they're in their dorm you know drinking natty light or whatever the heck and their friends who are non-pilots or maybe interested in flying see like this like stupid WWF belt and they're like, what the hell is that? And they're like, oh, I won it at a competition. What's the competition? Oh, it's this great thing. And then all of a sudden now it's like you have, um, whatchamacallit, you have this like free marketing pretty much for getting into aerobatics just from sitting in like a stupid dorm room or being at a college, you know, and, and making it look fun. Because like if... If you try to like advertise it the way it is, it's like, hey, like come to a contest. 50% of the people are in walkers and um, don't want to talk to you. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) you know, got to go for like three years before you can like have a voice. And, um, but after that, it's really great. If you're like, "Uh, no, I'm going to go ride my skateboard. (laughs) Yeah. Jeff, I I got an idea. (laughs) And uh, guys, I'd like to workshop it with you. What do you guys think about next year if we do a an FCS primary champion award? Oh, like a watch, like a blinged out watch. That's something, man. That's a that's a winner right there. It's a great idea. Presented like by Canada. This way, we're out <laughs> of all the yeah, uh, yeah. This way, we can't get in trouble. <laughs> No, like honestly, we should we should do something like that because the the belt is such a cool idea for you know the collegiate sportsman, uh, highest collegiate sportsman uh, finisher, you know. Um, yeah. And I think the the collegiate teams, I think they're so important. I mean, really, if you look at numbers, they represented you know between UND and MSU, they must have represented. I mean, maybe not fifty percent at nationals, but darn darn close to twenty five percent. 30%. We got to we got to get the title belt winner on the show too. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But yeah, I think I think we have some time to work on it, but we should we should do a primary yeah. champion something. But not yeah. maybe not a belt. We could do a belt, but a trophy, you know, recognize the the first place finisher. No, you get free citizenship to Canada. There you go. We just give them out. <laughs> maybe I'll compete. I, I, want, I, want, I want to be some freaking citizenship, dude. I'll I'll go compete in primary. I want to I think that's a good idea. Like, I want to have a. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, it's nothing serious. I just Ryan's going to start smashing heads. I want, I, I want to win that belt. I want to drop that down to sportsman and join a collegiate group. Dagmar, will you take me? <laughs> oh, that would be fun we, to show up, dude. Should we just start making a bunch? Should we just make our own awards for every category? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, See, oh then the Canadians can actually can actually take home a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> oh my god, that'd be funny. The, uh, best Canadian? We'll do best Canadian. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. best Canadian! I like that. We're gonna have to get more down there then. Um, Lifetime <laughs> supply of syrup. Yeah, okay. syrup. I know. I know. Like, I, I, not that Jim's necessarily hard against the idea of having a primary national champion. I, I see his his point, which is like, well, I understand his point. Like, yeah, we don't want to make it like. Yeah, he makes a valid point, right? But like, yeah. but the flip side to that um, is. It already is competitive. Like I, I don't. It's it's yeah. competitive. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. I agree. What it is. Category it is. You want to win. Like, why yeah. are you doing this? Then? You're at a competition. Yeah. Since well, on what planet do you go to a contest, a competition for something where there's a non-competitive exactly. element to a competition? It's 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 a competition. It's primary. Who cares? It's a competition. But what's the reasoning for not being a primary cha- national champion? I'm I'm being dead serious. I don't even. I don't I think remember. He says something along the lines of like it just just to to make it non as non competitive as possible. It's an entry level to the sport, and you you want to remove them as much of the, I guess, competitive element as possible. And so, do you get flight battles? Do you get flight battles? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. All right. Yeah. So then, what's the difference? So you're competing in each flight as hard as you can to win. Exactly. So, but, that, you but it's like you're, you if you podium, something. you know, there, I, I think you should I mean, be able to be crowned a champion. I don't think any primary person is going like, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm only going to, you know, what's the best? A flight medal? (laughs) Freak that. Like, I don't even care. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong in this line of thinking, but like the, the, no, you're right. You, you're saying that Jim's an idiot. And that's Ryan. (laughs) 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 My email is Ryan. R-Y-A-N. My phone number is. I was like Jim, I'm really like talking to you about well, your man. No. Well, knowing, no, knowing Jim, Ryan, Jim's going to come on the protest. Yeah, Jim's <laughs> going to come on the podcast and then make us all look stupid by his reasoning of why there's not a primary. Yeah, he, he is, he is perfect sense. His reasoning, yeah, yeah. His reasoning is I understand it. when he says it. That, that's what that's what drives me nuts about Jim is that like when he's when you he, he gives you his answer, you're like, ah, shit, huh. you're right. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's I, so I, smart. I, I, yeah, he it's kind of like really old school when he's like, and your rebuttal. Uh, there is no rebuttal. That answer is perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Jim, Jim's gonna have some good counters for sure. Like every podcast I've listened to with Jim, I'm, I'm always impressed. Like he is very well, like very level headed in his approach. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, it, it, like, let's be honest too, right? Um, the only true aerobatic champion is whoever's winning unlimited. Like that's yeah. like if we're looking at it, the national champion. Exactly. Right. So I agree with that too. It's like, yeah, does it really mm-hmm. matter? It's more or less just adds a bit of buzz to the whole, whole idea of it. I mean, there should be a hard rule that, you know, the way to do it is you have a, a national champion in primary, but you can't be in that category two years in a row. I was just about to say, do you think that be outside of unlimited? Cause you can't go up that if you win a national and, and an intermediate that you can't win a national intermediate anymore. Uh, I think for primary, for sure. The other categories, potentially, depending on the aircraft you have, because it's because you know, think about it, like you have somebody in sportsman hard, that's though. been there for like fifteen years flying a sportsman free. That's like look, got like yeah. ten turns <laughs> in it. You know what I mean? Like a 90, 180, <laughs> 270. Like, how do you downgrade that shit? My hard opinion on this yeah. is like, if you get an SC or an MX, you should be unlimited. I think they should bring back the two hundred horsepower rule. I'm I'm the biggest proponent of that. I don't see 
Yeah, I think I that... mean, you watch the you watch the unlimited like the free unknown that we flew the first one, like it's a pits killer for sure. And oh, oh the pits is with the dude, double dude, roll, dude. roll and a half downwind. Yeah. Th- that figure, that figure Forget was about so it. brutal, and every single time it was like clockwork. You're seeing wagouts yep. or mistakes and or mistakes. It was that was a man. The, the one, the, yeah. The one figure that kind of got me, I was like, like none of the figures scared me or anything like that. But the one figure that got me was the Dumphy figure with the multiple rolls because I know how f- I, I know how much space I'm going to take up in the box when I roll that airplane because it's not going to roll as fast as any other monoplane out there. Yeah, right. It's like if I if I was to summarize the starter, it's like kind of like a pit monoplane, right? So it's like <laughs> I have to do that earlier, where else I'm going to be five, six, seven hundred feet further in the box than the other guy. So um, there, there's got to be like I, I love it. Because I think it's like unlimited light, really. Um, yeah. But anyone who wants to fly pits or a lower performance aircraft in that category, it starts to become a little bit more gnarly just because there's limitations with the aircraft that people aren't necessarily thinking about. Um, but to be fair, if if I was in the top, I'll be honest top, with you, there is a fix for it, and the fix is um, to do a known, a freestyle, and have the IAC submit the unknown, and then for team selections, since that will be SEBA rules duty free unknown figure yeah. selection i think that's because what's because yeah. right there will solve the problem of, of putting in like because the you know you have people and nothing against the people that that made top 10 but you know the one through four or whatever the heck are going to know they're going to pick their favorite figures and there's nothing nobody can do about it and they're usually really good figures and then yeah. the and the last 10 or i mean the the next six people or five people have never done this before and what we saw happen in the figure submission from nationals was just a terrible crop of figures being put in there. And you guys had to make these sequences with, with dog shit, you know? Yeah. You're and, ma- um, yeah watching everybody try to come up and, and solve that, that problem, like was both advanced and unlimited. It seemed to be like very problematic coming up with a, a workable sequence. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the whole approach is, and I'll, I'll steal this from Andy online because I think he said it best. It's a screw your buddy approach, right? Like people putting figures in there that are really to screw people up. And I'll be honest, like if I was in the top 10 for the non, yeah. I had one that was going to screw people up. I had a, a push up 45 to vertical quarter roll hammer and then three or four down push out. And that was 39K. And I know that would screw up a lot of people because coming out of the three or four, you're going to be at V&E and you have to push at the bottom of the box. And that's uncomfortable. So there is, there's got to be, I think if you're going to have pizzas and whatnot fly in, in these categories you you, you got to think about that aspect because you're killing the category yeah we saw we saw pits wings let go i mean right? i'll be honest i thought johnny o was top five as far as flying ability yeah he flew um, amazing flew amazing but and and that's a guy he stru- getting, that airplane still struggled it's not struggling it can't it can't do it at certain yeah. things no, that's what you i know, mean there's like, certain things that it, that airplane can't do yeah this year, you're really seeing, uh, you know, last year. And it's frustrating. Previous years, you know, advanced. Okay, you have a you have a, a hopped up pits. You, you're you're in the mix if you if you can fly the shit out of it. If you can if you can fly it, you're going to be in the mix. I think this year we really yeah. saw these airplanes. But it is it is interesting though. Like, why is the IAC doing free unknowns for the first unknown at at a national? Because like, if it's just, there's no, you know, the only experience you can get from a contest environment is being at a contest and regional contests do not do free unknowns. So like nope. now you're going into a national with no experience 
doing free unknowns, having to put together a sequence. And it's just, it, we're just not there. Like the, the, the club is not there. And, you know, it makes no sense why at a regional level, we're not doing the same thing for our national championship. Um, it makes sense to do it on the fourth flight for the team, the team, you know, that's going to be, I get that, but you know, this is a hobby for 90% of the people, you know, this should not be like screw your buddy type shit. Um, this yeah, should you shouldn't have to rip the wings off your airplane to compete or sparse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the counter argument though, is like, if you, if you're going into this with a free unknown, like you get to, I mean, you got to kind of know, like people are going to throw some shitty stuff in there. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, it's not a bit where I get, I guess I wholeheartedly agree is like, that's what it's for. Know, yeah. But how do you is. get experience? How do you get experience before nationals doing it? Exactly. And, and you got to look at like, you're going to have a wide array of different aircraft. I mean, I would say just based on looking at past data, like this is probably the most eclectic array of aircraft we've had awesome. at US nationals, which is awesome. Yeah. But like, really cool. Come on. Like some of these planes are going to hit a wall, you know, it, it's just aerodynamics mm-hmm. and physics. Like you just can't argue that. Do you think that if they put a, instead of doing free unknown and unlimited luke do you think that if they did free i'm sorry they did a known a freestyle and an iac type submitted unknown where everybody flew the same thing do you think that we would see a much tighter field at the uh, end of the day? yeah i do i do think so and it'd be more competitive mm, yep yeah me too i mean i think we should get rid of the free it's my opinion yeah yeah I do. I agree with that. I can understand the argument for it. Yeah. I mean, to me, the the known should be a qualifying flight. Or maybe have fly your free as a quali. You know? Because, like, we saw some flying and limited by by some people that, like, it was kind of scary, actually. And it's like, you know, if you can't... It wasn't kind of scary. It wasn't kind of scary. It was fucking scary. scary. It was scary. How are you, if you're if you're struggling to fly this sequence that you've had all year? How are you going to fly a free unknown when you got fucking Bobby Holly submitting a 200k figure? <laughs> yeah, right? dude, like it's guys, we, so we ridiculous. He, he sent us the figure. He sent us the figure, and we're like, holy shit! And he was like, yeah, I could have gone higher. And you're just like, Jesus uh, Christ, 80k yeah. figure. Yeah, like um, yeah. Let's let's be honest. Like people really have to self-assess. Like I get the whole novelty and the excitement of being an unlimited pilot right but like you gotta like really look at your ability and just assess it appropriately it, if it's you're not- in there if you're in there scoring 30 31 32 percent on a flight and almost killing yourself and getting waved off you're not an unlimited pilot I, i'm yeah. so it's not the i'm honestly so mad in. no and i and i've uh won't we won't mention names i we said we wouldn't mention names last time on the podcast everybody knows who we're talking about you can go look at the scores but um i've seen him fly several times uh, you know, over the years. And if he says that he's a, an unlimited pilot, it's a disservice. It, it really, he's doing a disservice to everybody that can actually fly that, that, that category. In my opinion. Yeah. I um, mean, it's a, it's a, it's a risk, I think just in general, because like when you start to get, as you start to step it down, like things change, the parameters change and your margins become really thin. Like 300 feet ain't gonna save you if you if you botch a snap like you no. bury it too much like you, you, you nope. you're absolutely screwed at that point you're saying huh and hitting the ground yeah and it's so funny too because yep. like going back to the commentary like we're commentating and <laughs> in my head i'm like 
this motherfucker. But like, I have to be like, oh, well, he's trying. And, um, <laughs> oh, he's, he's going to, yeah, like, all right, man, like, you go. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you walk that airplane too. Like, I honestly, I don't know how that airplane passed tech. Like, you wiggle the ailerons, you just look around that thing, and you're just like, how yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't fly this thing on a ferry permit, let alone fly it on a limited. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I walked around quite a few airplanes and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, fucked yeah. up, right? Yeah, like I like I'm the I was the tech inspector for our contest here, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. How about, about the guy? Were you Ryan, did you go to Nationals? We, Mark and I weren't there, but the Nationals last year. Luke, you saw it, right? With the guy with the, the, uh, the canopy that was Frankenstein together. Oh, with, like, I still <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember all that. Oh, my God. Like, a doctor I'll, I'll, put that together. Yeah, I mean, that's an approved fix, but not for Acro, I don't think. like Not for Acro. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah, fly like, it with that. Look, I don't even know if that's approved for extra. You know, extra takes everything such a to such an nth degree in terms of their approved repairs that I, I know that's in the um, you know, in the AMP book as a as an a as an approved repair. But I wonder how extra would feel about that. I, I'm sure they would say absolutely not. Well, the the representative from extra was like, "Nope, grounded." <laughs> oh, that's right. That Veda was there, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, you shut, oh, you shut it down. You're not flying this thing. God. No chance. <laughs> oh my god, it's too funny. It's interesting. Well, I'll say that I was I was actually blown away. I, I thought it'd be way more strict, but <clears throat> not the case. No, so we no, got and um, we some of those airplanes. You're you, you know even you know oh man, I mean you walk you walk around the shiny SCs and you're like yeah great. They look great. You could yeah. you could look you at them from twenty five feet away. Yeah. You don't even inspect them. Yeah, exactly. You know, but then you know, like some of the S ones, you start walking around. You're like, huh. ooh, and then you see something, and then you're like, I should look at this more closely. <laughs> Some somebody's yeah. gonna have a bad day. Yeah, yeah I'm lucky. Is, I just tell this is how you have a bad time. Yeah, I'm lucky. Like people inspecting my airplane, I just say that's a statical wing. And like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said so yeah um before we wrap up uh can we talk about uh clayton kirkland's wing we've we've made reference sure. to it a couple times i don't think we, we didn't talk about it sure. last time in fact i had a couple messages of like why didn't you guys bring up clayton's <laughs> clayton's wing flutter <laughs> i'm like oh yeah oh, man. giving was, me nightmares kind of a, i don't even want to remember that <laughs> kind of a big yeah, deal yeah. but yeah he came out of a downline hard pull and um i think it's confirmed now but when we were talking about it, it was unconfirmed. But he broke the rear, both rear spars on the lower wing. Is that correct? That's what I heard. Yeah, I, I mean I something heard, else. I, like, heard, I think something else let go before that point. But that could be. I heard it was a it was bolt related too, like elongated holes and everything like that. Yeah, I, could, I, I mean, could he, buy that. He's, he's lucky he's flying a biplane because uh, I'm not sure how savvy you guys are biplanes, but there's so much redundancy built in biplanes that if yeah. one thing gives the whole thing's not going to break apart like a monoplane if, if the wing starts to actually break at the spar like it's like you're no if it's kind of screwed if right? that thing had been um if that had been aileron, aileron flutter on you know an edge would have lost the aileron and potentially lost the airplane 
You know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's it's no joke. That that's that is absolutely Flutterman is scary, and and you can see in the video, like, you know, it's kind of another nice reason to have video. Um, but as he as he starts pulling mm-hmm. out, just kind of as he starts to pull, you start to see. I, if I remember correctly, it looks like the left wing starts to flutter, left bottom starts to kind of flutter first, then the upper left, but then all four wings are. It looks like there's, um, it looks like the video is buffering. You're just like, what is going mm-hmm. on with this airplane? It, it's like, like yeah, wings it's going liquid. through it. Yeah, it, it's really freaky. And uh, man, testament to how uh, Curtis Pitts designed an airplane. Uh, I can't believe he didn't have to bail out of that thing. In fact, I probably would have been pulling the canopy back, feeling that. I, I think I, case, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I might have. I might have been ready to ready to go. You know, I, yeah. I'll, I'll make a hypothesis. Like I, I, I reckon that the um, anti-drag blocks failed. The drag wires snapped or pulled through, and then pulled the tension probably, wire, yeah. and, the, and the tension wires are probably really tight because most pizzas are really tight. And then that tension just kind of pulled the wing forward a little bit. Gave Yeah, that's what I. That's that's my hypothesis. I don't have on the information, so I could be completely wrong. But yeah. I mean, that's that makes fair. sense to me. And those are wolf wings too. And there's a still photo. Uh, you can see how how overextended the bottom left aileron is. Mm-hmm. Um, the gap between the leaning edge of the aileron and the you know the trailing edge of the wing. It's it's freaky. You're like, oh man. So that that thing really took some uh, some abuse. Yeah, I actually went to take a look at it and. Uh, Clayton, if you're listening, I I, I I did grab your your flying wires. I hope you didn't mind, but I was just curious. And, uh, <laughs> they they were slack, uh, which obviously indication something let go because all the tension was gone. But I mean, oh, yeah. ultimately, I'm kind of happy that he's obviously all right because that could have been real bad if something else let go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was weird too. I was on the judge. I was assisting, so we were, I was watching the whole thing, and you you couldn't see it. Um. And nobody saw it. Then all of a sudden, we just heard a radio thing where it was like um, he, he was on box frequency. So he called up the uh, this, the uh, chief judge and was like, "Can you let the tower know I'm landing?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, and obviously there was like, a, and you know, something serious going on. And then yeah, he just landed, and everybody just sat there. And I stood up, and I'm like watching the guy, like you know, seeing what's going on. And like most people were like, "All right, next pilot." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you know good for him though because in the heat of the moment i mean you guys know yeah, it's like, like when you're flying a routine like it's very hard to get out of that zone and obviously it was yeah. enough of a change in how the aircraft was handling that this is not right i gotta land like i had testament I had to his awareness 100 like i had technical on the free but i wasn't in the sequence it was well actually on the warm-up uh luke knows the story on the warm-up i was coming in on the y-axis because i was first up for the free and then um uh dj uh kudos to him he's like birds break break and then i just went completely vertical uh at the center marker and then he's like yeah there were a bunch of cranes <laughs> nine pound cranes kind of hanging around uh you just missed them and then i came in into the box my want figure and i heard this banging noise and i thought a panel was coming loose and then i said you know i gotta land there's there's a funny noise and there's a technical it was just all it was was rubber seal banging against the wing so nothing serious but enough to be like disconcerting right so well, that's yeah, when we but, that's when we got there. We I think we saw you were just finishing up with that. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I got pushed the last to fly the free, um, which is fine. But like the strategy, 
yeah, yeah. All part of the strategy. <laughs> All part of the strategy. I'm kidding. Well, guys, I'm kidding. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lee comes over and the first thing Lee says is like, oh, fucking Australian having a fucking Kiwi. And then you fucking knew it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but though, like for Clayton, you're in the heat of the moment. And if it was maybe more subtle, perhaps he wouldn't have, have, have landed, but yep. obviously it wasn't. So I'm, I'm glad he's, he's all right. Cause that could have been pretty gnarly. Yeah. 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 That's fucking nutty. Crazy. Crazy. Did anybody protest um, it? Too soon? What's that? <laughs> what's, what's, what's that? Did, did anybody protest it? <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> yeah. Because he did not exit the box properly, I will say. He did not <laughs> wag. DQ is flight. Well, at least he didn't run out of fuel. <laughs> oh. oh, Luke went there. Awesome. We're going there. I love you know I'm what? Can you, I say something? Full, full American. Guys, I got a Luke has been the meanest. <laughs> yeah, Luke has been the meanest of, of everybody in this podcast. And and I, well, I'm I so happy. I've had to pick. I've had you guys inspired me. Thank you. I had to pick up a slack here. <laughs> Be open. Plus, yeah, it's almost, plus it's almost, almost midnight I, so, here in Pennsylvania. Oh, well, let's. So we'll, we'll wrap up on this. We'll, we'll finish up on this. I, that, so that story is absolutely not public from what I understand. Um, <laughs> but that was crazy. I didn't say, I didn't go Canada, go. No, no, I know. But, um, and we don't have to get more into it. And those that are listening that know, no, no, no. Um, but the fact that uh, somebody had dead sticked it in, fueled, and then flew the sequence and then scored pretty freaking well uh yeah it's crazy because i tell you what if i'm incredible you know what i'm i'm, I'm tightening the straps a little bit more i'm, I'm kind of getting ready and my engine quits i'm shitting my pants i'm not i'm not gonna be ready <laughs> to, you know what i mean like you just dead yeah. an airplane we back spoke about it it was like you know what today's not my day yeah you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm, I'm i'm just gonna yeah. call it i'm going back i'm going back to the hilton garden and I'm, 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 yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go food. grab a drink Good luck, boys. He yep. scored third. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he score third? I mean, it yes. was protested, which it should have been. Um, and I think the protest stuck. Uh, stuck. Um, stood. Stuck. 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 Um, I think the original. Bitch. I know. But I think the original score was third place, which is insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. He's an animal. Maybe we should. Uh, I want like IAC 23 to sponsor a Bozo Award. For the nationals, like there needs to be a Bozo <laughs> award, right? Yeah, he's he, he's got it so. right there. He might get it. Might um, that's a shoe in. No pun might. intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was actually yeah. at the whole point. I was at Delta when that whole thing happened. I, I I heard the whole thing on the radio. So I was I was literally on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. I'm like, maybe I should just turn around now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you know, you know what it was. Sounds like shit's popping off. You watch the bar or something. I want in on that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was an RJ landing, and I'm like, huh. Can RJ landing, he's been asked to go long. And then she can't. Her name's coming in. And I'm like, if he was 30 seconds late, this could have been really disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my god, well, I love it. Let's finish it but up on yeah, that. He's, um, all right. Oh, you got one more thing, Luke? No, 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 that's it. Well, we got to get you back on in like 
maybe pretty short actually when you guys decide to coach maybe um you guys and the, and the new coach or whatever uh can come on and and make it public yeah. and uh yeah, when you f- finish the, uh, awesome the team and get the, the full team together uh we'll have you back on I'd and love talk to do about that would be awesome yeah that would be great heck yeah oh my god guys we're gonna go get follow, some like uh, american tattoos now he's gonna start cursing all the time i love this <laughs> I, I no, love no 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. Where can everybody follow you guys? Luke, where can everybody? I'm sure everybody knows where to follow you. Ryan, you got to sure. What's your end number, Luke, so they can follow you on FlightAware tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Follow your journey. I do do have, I do have ADSB. Well, I'm November three three (laughs) zero Romeo Tango. Congrats, man! So pumped for you. November three three Romeo Tango. All right. Close enough. <laughs> You're just missing the instead of the T, you should put a C there, and then that would be a whacker. There we go. Then you, yeah. But do you have a, a Charlie number picked out yet, or a Charlie name picked out? You know, you know what? Uh, I think I might run a poll because I have like five contenders, and maybe I'll have a few people vote on it. Charlie Fox, Charlie Sierra. That one's Ooh. already taken. My my brother, my brother has FCS. Really? No way. Yeah, yeah, on his DA40. Yeah, yeah, he has FCS. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Meant to be. Yep. Meant to be. Well, keep us posted on on the five, and, and we'll uh, we'll blast it out and let everybody vote. I, I yeah. think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I'll definitely do that. Where can they I'm follow you on, on uh, Instagram, Luke? Well, I'm at Harvester Inverted on Instagram. Arms there inverted. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I don't really have any like social media thing. Um, but I will promote the chapter I belong to, chapter three, uh, Southwestern Ontario. So if you're a pilot in the Ontario region and you're looking to get into acro or join a club, uh, join ours, chapter three, uh, aerobatics.com. Or you can just reach out to me, just find me on Facebook or something. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Oh, what else, what do we have on this end here? Uh, thanks to Lift Aviation for uh, sponsoring the podcast and so much of aerobatics. It's super awesome. Go uh, show them some love. LiftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code FlyCoolShit at checkout for 25% off. Um, go buy some shirts. Uh, maybe send a little donation to the podcast. All proceeds go to just supporting the podcast. So we appreciate it. FlyCoolShit.com slash merch for the uh, shirts. And there's a donate button on the uh, front page. Uh, what else? Petro, anything else? No, I'm just going to be uh, working on my uh, Charlie Charlie names. We got to come up with some. Um, yeah, I need all the. <laughs> like... <laughs> you just sent us a good one. <laughs> That's my vote. Oh, Jeff, Jeff is sending some gold there. Unfortunately, like he, like he doesn't understand the limitations of our. Of our system, we have to have a C dash F or a C dash G, and then three letters. So, otherwise, oh, okay. I hundred percent pick your pick your suggestions there, especially the first one. If you guys can only see okay. the chat group, uh, um, I love it, guys. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's yeah, long guys, overdue. Always awesome. a pleasure. Yeah, you guys, guys the keep doing what you're doing. This is awesome. More we'll talk about it. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> fucking Jeff. 
<laughs> we gotta sign off here, guys. All right, guys. Um, let's get out of here, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. <laughs> We're just firing off. Regist- oh man. Okay, this is bad. We're gonna get canceled. Um, thanks We're for listening, canceled. guys, and uh, I, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys all I next week. You guys. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Love you Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 